What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC Family of Apps. Everybody, what's up? It's Tuesday. Welcome in. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Hope you're doing great out there. D Gun, B Brooks, R Ellis. What's up, fellas? How we doing? What's the deal? What's, what's going deal? on? What's going on? Hey, man. Another day we get to talk sports. That's the way I look at it. Hey, so, man, uh, on, saying what's up to Jeremy. What's up, William? What's up, Mood Swing Bella? What's up, General JD? Jim Mood G. Mood Swing Bella. Know. That's a new one. Mood Swing Bella. I like that. I like that. It's a good handle. It's, yeah. It's a good handle. Um, so a lot going on uh, as we kind of gear up here. You know, it's weird. You're you're in that um, you're in that mindset of one of your goals as a as a football team is to be one of the lone to be the lone team in your conference to get a bye. That's one of your goals, right? So it's great from a football team perspective. If you talk about said football team. It's a little bit of a bummer that you don't have a game to talk about coming up during the week, right? Yep. You, you'll take it. You'll take it, mind you. Um, but I would. Uh, I wish we had a game. Like, frankly, I'm, I'm, it's Tuesday already, and I'm already chopping at the bit for a game. But there are a lot of big games. Maybe part of the reason I'm chopping at the bit is because I watched uh, a beatdown, an epic. I'm all excited. There's nothing else oh. going on in sports, oh. right? Nobody even tries to challenge the national oh. championship game. So it's not like there was a distraction with the Sixers or, or the Flyers or something. I'm like, ah, sit down, man. Here we go, 7.30 or 7.45, whatever time it kicked off. And really from the jump, and I know they the TCU got the one touchdown, and you're thinking, all right, maybe. that Guys, that was as non-competitive as it gets. It was, it was, it was downright terrible, and um, they did not represent the Big 12 at all, at all. I was depressed. Um, yeah. <laughs> I hyped this game so much, and, and I felt that Georgia's built very similar to Michigan, you know, big offensive line, you know, and, and TCU with a smaller D-line, how they swarm to the football. Man, Georgia was, Georgia was running through them like it was a practice squad game, man. They averaged 10.2 yards per play in the first half. 10.2 yards per play. Nothing with nothing, bro. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was it was really men against boys. And you know, you got to be kicking yourself if you're Michigan. Now, I'm not telling you Michigan would have won last night, but man, you know, you lost to a team that couldn't even compete against Georgia, which you know, Georgia's really taken the mantle to an extent. Not that Alabama's fallen off all that much. And Kirby was a a defensive coordinator for for Saban forever. 
But man, Georgia's taking that mantle. They're that team. They just reload now. They yeah. reload with with three, four guys that would crush almost any team. Guys that don't even sniff the the field would 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 roll other guys. And they're not the problem. They had like three or four freshmen, true freshmen, to come yeah. in and, and play like they've been playing, you know, in the league already. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's it's, it's incredible how those teams like that, like the Alabamas, the Georgias, just reload. Have people on the bench that. You know that that could probably start that they could start for Kansas State right mm-hmm. now, and these kids don't even enter the um, the um, you know the um, portal the portal. They just stay there, wait their turn. You know, I mean, what was it like? Would you say D Gun in the meeting? How many guys got drafted in the first round? Georgia had fifteen play uh, a new record for for a draft. Georgia had fifteen players taken in the draft. Five went in the first round. One went in the second round, and Nicobe Dean was one of several that went in the third round. So it's not like these guys were sitting on the board forever waiting right. to be drafted. They, they, and everybody kept saying going into the season, all the college football experts don't expect Georgia to be as good as that team last year. That team was a once in a lifetime team, especially defensively for Georgia. What? I watched Georgia play, I think, three, four times this season. Nobody came close to beating Georgia. Now, a couple teams might have gave a scare, but, dude, you talk about deep, a team that's deep. And and, and they're going to be just as good next – well, they got to replace the quarterback now. Uh, but They got one sitting there. Good. They got one or two sitting there. Yeah, you're right. They'll be competing in the spring. You're They'll right. be competing in the spring. They could start, like I said, for Kansas State right now. It's it's crazy how they just reload. Like, like, like I'm looking at the tight end situation. Bowers last year's tight end – who's now a sophomore, if he could declare for the draft, I mean, he can go right now and be one of the top tight ends in the league. Bro. He's that good, man. He's young, but he's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think, man, it's just it's almost an unfair advantage, bro. When you when you, but you've built that you've built that that type of uh, mantra about yourself. So you know why not you know why not keep building like they're building? Yeah, I mean, you see the Clemson. Clemson's starting to fall back a little bit. Yep. You know, how do you get back to that level? You know what I mean? Because Alabama's starting to fall a little bit, but they'll be back like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Next year they'll be, you know, they'll they'll go out and they'll recruit the, the best of the best and go into the portal, take everybody else's best, and they'll be one of the number one teams again. I, I will say this. I, I well, Here's one of the things I do love about college football, college sports. Well, you do have the Bauer, you know, type guys who were the four stars, and and you saw the true freshmen on the defensive line that were just monsters, man, monsters. Yep. But I I also do love the underdog story, and you know Stetson Bennett was not recruited, you know, very very low uh, recruit. Yep. He walks on at Georgia. He's not getting any time. The coaches even say to him like, you know, you're probably not going to play here. He goes to a junior college for a year just to get time, and he crushes there. Goes back to Georgia, still wasn't given a chance to win the starting job. Starts, all he wanted to do ever in his life was play for Georgia. Yeah, Blackshear, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His last two years, he wins a national championship and walks out. Man, pretty cool. Mm. Pretty cool. Pretty cool story there. Hey, a, a shout out everybody. Big William, John, Adam, Little Tone, Hey, Fitness Davey, Rebel, Danny right. D, Davy Boy, Robert M, T Fortuna, our guy, the captain himself, and William and Eric. Captain, what's up? The, the antagonist. <laughs> you two are the protagonist you, and he's once the he lures you in once he yeah. lures you in it's a done it's a done deal but yeah. i like what um davy boy said bear um these boys are telling me that jj watt isn't a hall of famer 
What? J.J. Watt is a first ballot Hall of Fame. Whoever's no saying that, you're going to hang around different friends. Right. <laughs> He's a first ballot. Yeah. Hall of yeah, Fame. It's not even close. It's right. not even close. Yeah, that is an automatic. Yeah, but still. I mean, it was it was a, one of those games where you get up for it, and then you're like, ugh. Oh. You kind of knew. You knew at halftime TCU wasn't making any kind of – or the second quarter they weren't right, making right. any kind of – Right, I, I, I started out, man. I said, you know what? I didn't eat dinner. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fry me some fish so I can sit down and watch a good game. So I was just about, you know, took the took the fish out. And I, you know, I, 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 you know what I'm saying? I defrosted it and the game started. And I started watching the game halfway through that first quarter into that uh, second quarter. Man, I put that fish in a container, in, in a Ziploc bag. Putting the back in the refrigerator, I'll cook it tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't you. even worth the effort, man. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Here, here's oh. how sick I am. I had to watch it till the end. I could. I, I still had to watch. It's the last college football game of the year. I had to watch it. Even I did it was too. A blowout. It was fifty-two to fifty-two to seven after three. I still had to watch. And then there's kids that I didn't even, you know, like a guy that was hurt, number eighty-seven. He was hurt. So yeah, or eighty-four. 84 lad oh lad, lad, McConkey. lad that, McConkey. who is this kid he was Light. another he was he was the only d1 offer he got was georgia Jeez. that was it crazy man and he was banged up he had a bad knee like he's really good when he's healthy but he was banged mm-hmm. up for the uh semis and and before that but yeah i mean i don't how much you know those teams just reload i felt bad for the, i honestly like the tcu like sonny dykes was just like i, I on the sideline i got no answers man i got no <laughs> right he didn't Dude, know what to look, do man the look yeah. on his face was like yeah. How much time left on the That's clock? exactly what it was, Gunnar. I was thinking the same thing. Like, all right, we're, we got a quarter and a half left of this. Uh, you know, we, we, we're we not coming back. We have no prayer. It's a shame. Duggan had a great career, but, you know, but it was it was a tough way to go out. Yeah. They, they were all yeah. over him. He couldn't get anything going. It Nothing, was man. He couldn't block anybody. They couldn't block anybody, man. Oh, my yeah. goodness. One-on-one, they were just getting – they were getting housed. And 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 it was, they weren't even doing anything really complicated. It was just man against man, I'm going to beat you, and that's it. And that's exactly what they were doing. They were just beating them one-on-one blocks, double teams. He didn't have enough time to do anything. He couldn't push the ball down the field. His guys were actually open down the field. You know, his receivers were actually open down the field. He just didn't have time to get it out there. He, he couldn't mm-hmm. step into throws. Every time he tried to step into a throw, he gets smacked. I mean, it, it was just tough for him, man. But I, you know, I do believe that Max uh, Duggan he'll he'll be he'll be a legit backup quarterback in the league once he gets there. Yeah, Legit. no, I agree. I, I want to see both him and Bennett. I want to see. I, I'm yeah, I think Bennett will stick both. around on a team. He, I yeah, don't think he'll, he'll both of them will be backups in the NFL. Yeah, they'll both yeah. be backups in the NFL. Yeah. I, I tell you, right, I tell you what, both of them right now are as good as a lot of the backups in the NFL right now. <laughs> That's how bad the backups. I tell you what, here's the other thing we're learning, like from say like a Brock Purdy. When you play a lot of college football at a really high level, you come in much better, much more prepared than some of these young guys who haven't had a lot of experience. Exactly, exactly, exactly. He they. You know, Brock Purdy, he did it the hard way. He started as a freshman and just worked his way through the ranks, man. You you got to get those reps. You got to get get the, you know, game plan and really understand what your what your job is, what you're doing. I tell a lot of these kids coming in, they don't sit down and really study what their job is. The the best thing you have to do when you're a rookie coming in, figure out what your job is. And it's not just the playbook, but it's also or is my job being a special teams player. Is my job going to get, uh, you know, the coach coffee? Is my job going out there to lift weights as much as I can, get as fast as I can, as strong as I can to be the best player I could be until I get a chance? 
that's your job, then do that job. A lot of these guys don't do that. They think that they're privileged. You know, oh, I, I was big, you know, I was hot stuff when I was in college. Well, everybody in the NFL was an All-American. Everybody was hot stuff in college. It's what you do when you get there. As soon as you get there, it's going to dictate how your career is going to be. Because the first thing you don't want to do is get labeled a backup player. Mm. And here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm the worst at it because I got labeled a backup player after my seventh year in the league, seventh or eighth mm. year in the league. I'm, I'm calling these guys back up. That's the minute mess around going there and, and, and be the next Purdy. So you never know. I agree with you. Look, you, you can you can stick around a long time and make a nice living. Uh, Ain't nothing wrong with it, though. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? No, Ain't nothing wrong about things the right way. You know, you know what, though? But Brock, Brock Purdy had the perfect storm his whole career so far. He played four years of college ball at a, at a, at a big conference. Um, he fell into a, a pro team that knows how to develop quarterbacks. You cannot say that about every team in the National Football League, but he's with a coach in a system that knows how to develop quarterbacks. And I just can't get over the fact that he was an afterthought. And only because the two frontline quarterbacks are down and out, this guy steps in and you're thinking, okay, there goes the 49er season. And then you're watching him play right out of the gate against Miami. In a big game, you're like, whoa, whoa, what? He makes that throw. Yeah, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me watch this kid a little bit here. And then he does it the next week. And the next week. And then I'm thinking, why? Right. And, and it's not just that, Derek. He's not throwing interceptions. He's no. He's rattled. No. You know, in big spots. No moments too he's, big for him. Because he's played in, in a high level, you know, for a long time. I'm not telling you it's the NFL. It's obviously not. But he, he's not overwhelmed. You know, and I think he. No. Was, the other thing is these guys have been really prepared well by their coaching staffs. You know, like like Shanahan has done an amazing job, and and the offensive coordinator and the whole thing. You know, they're just ready. It's well, a yeah. huge, it's a huge help also when you surround a young, inexperienced player with multitudes of talent around him too, from offensive line to tight end to running backs to wide receivers. That's a huge help also in terms of helping a young guy settle in. True. It's, yeah. It's. He's in a perfect system also because, number one, he has one of the premier running backs slash Swiss Army knives in the league. He's at the same thing at the wide receiver position. He has a really, really top five tight end. I mean, everything is has the working. You know, Brandon Ayuk is one of the better receivers, you know, the second um, receivers in the league. So he has the perfect mix of everything you want mm -hmm. um, as, as a quarterback, you know, right there laid out to him. You know, he has a premier left tackle. He has a, um, you know, uh, his right tackle is awful. That's your favorite. That's your guy. He's like awful. You, I feel for guy. him. But they, but they work with it. They help him. <laughs> they help him. They help him out a lot. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They really prep. Prep did my boy wrong. They should have got him in the weight room a little bit. You know, got him a little tougher. But hey, you know, uh, was, was he? Is he? Pre he was Penn Charter, I think. Penn Charter. Okay, he was Penn Charter. Okay. Notre Dame. Yeah. Well, at least he. But Matt Ryan's least, cousin. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's he right. Is. Yep. But. um I mean, he just has the perfect the perfect scenario for a young quarterback coming in. You can always hand the ball off. They're always going to be a threat that, you know, he can run the ball. So the defense is always going to have to account for him. And while they're accounting for him, here you go, you have a, you know, tight end running around, you know, and then Brandon Ayuk running reverses and jet sweeps. And then you got Brandon Ayuk um, running down the field on a nine route. I mean, they just have a perfect mix on the outside of the ball. Then the defense could carry the team by itself without a Brock Purdy. They right. don't even have to have an offense. They can run Wildcat, and all they have to do is score once, and they don't have to worry about anything else. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Great point. Great point. All right. So a couple other things here, guys. Um, the Texans, Colts, and Panthers have requested interviews with Shane Steichen. Now, you would think that's likely to happen this week with the Eagles on the bye, with him having some flexibility schedule-wise. Um, you know, before they could they really start digging in because they don't know their opponents. Not to say the Eagles aren't going to be doing things and, and practicing and whatnot. But you would think it's probably going to happen this week. They're doing some more of these over Zoom, too. It's not like you got to fly to wherever or they necessarily have to fly in. But that's what teams will do a lot. They'll fly into your place knowing that you're still in prep and still in the playoffs. Yep. But Steichen, yeah, again, Colts, Texans, and Panthers interested in Steichen. Texans have, again, requested Sirianni. You remember he interviewed there last year, and they they elevated Lovey Smith, who they've, you know, during their their clown show, what they, what they just do, the revolving door. Uh, they they fired Lovey, but anyway, um, thoughts on either one of these guys? Do do we think both roll? One rolls, or are they both going to be gone? How do you think it works out? Well, you have D'Amico Ryan's in the mix. Um, he's very worthy, absolutely, of, of a head coaching position. But then again, you look at Eric Bieniemy; he continuously gets overlooked. And if there's anybody who should have had a job by now, it's Eric Bieniemy. When you look at some of the coaches in the last five, six years that have gotten head coaching jobs and haven't stuck around long enough, you're telling me Eric Bieniemy doesn't deserve an opportunity over Nathaniel Hackett, over um, uh, Adam Gase, uh, guys like this, Cliff Kingsbury. Um, and for whatever reason, maybe he doesn't interview well, whatever the reason is, Eric Bannemi can't can't get a job. I I do believe. So we're up to what five teams looking for jobs uh, coaches now that we know of for sure. Five or six. Uh, all right. So the teams are. Uh, I'm pulling it up as we speak. The teams are the the Colts, the Texans, the, the Broncos, the Panthers, Arizona. Am I missing anybody? Broncos, Panthers, Texans, Arizona. You said the Colts? Texans? Yeah, yeah. Colts, Arizona, Texans, Carolina, Houston. So five for sure. Indy. Hmm. Uh, I just reeled off the five. Yeah. Hmm. And, and the Texans. Yeah. So yeah, it. Texans, Colts, Panthers, Broncos. Cardinals, right? Is that yep. it? Okay. Yep. Is it? Yeah. I think it's five. Yeah. And, and guys, we were wondering who we were, you know, is so and so going to survive? Like Vrabel's going to be back. Mm -hmm. You know, basically fired the whole staff, but he's he's going to be back. You see, when that starts happening, you know, these guys are going to come back. So he's back. Um, yeah. So I, look, I would say at least one of them goes, right? Yep. Probably. Yep. Usually they trend towards offense, but I don't, you know, they, People love Gannon. You know, they, they love the his, – he's a good interviewer, apparently. I, I don't know. But, but Barry, you, we were having our pre-show meeting, and you threw an interesting uh, name out there. If potentially Steichen were to go, who could maybe come back here in the role of an offensive coordinator? Yeah, you know, Frank Wright is a guy, you know, and we saw the passion that, um, that, that Sirianni had when they went and beat, you know, the Colts, you know, albeit, you know, last, you know, last minute of the game. He was very emotional about what he's done for him. So right. why wouldn't he, you know, return the favor? Do you think that you know Frank Wright will get some offers to be a head coach? We don't know. Good point. Um, does he deserve? Yes. Playing for that owner, I don't know. You know, I mean, he he messed up. 
he put his eggs in a basket that, you know, cracked him. You know, you can't, like, realistically, him going out and getting uh, Carson Wentz really ruined the whole scenario of, 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 you know, him being a coach. And he put all his eggs in that basket, and it wasn't worth it, man. It wasn't worth mm-hmm. it. That's a good point. Yeah, that that that, that basket has burned some folks. Uh, <laughs> including himself. <laughs> Along the way. The gift that keeps on giving trash. That's what yeah. it is. I think it might be ending too soon, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll see yeah, yeah. Uh, what ends up happening. So that, that'll be interesting. The other thing is we know who the Eagles are going to be playing. We don't know the order of the schedule, but we know who they're going to play. So with the 17 games, they get eight at home and nine on the road this year. Um, so your home games, home and away are the usual suspects, the NFC East. So you're going to get both home and away, Dallas, New York, Washington. Okay. That we know for both, but home, you get Arizona, San Francisco, Buffalo, Miami, Minnesota. That's, you know, excluding Arizona, I think it's going to be bad. That's, that's man, San Fran, Buffalo, Miami, Minnesota. That's all playoff teams. All playoff teams. Wow. And then you go on the road. I think the Rams are going to be down New England. I don't know. Hard, hard to say what ends up happening there. Jets, yeah. if they get, depending on what happens at quarterback, that's not going to be an easy game. Uh, Seattle, playoff team. Tampa, they, again, they could fall off if Brady leaves. And the Chiefs, it's a much more challenging schedule, at least on paper. And we always know that things change, you know, as, as the season goes. But well, a little com- tougher, I would say. Compared to the last two schedules, that's a lot tougher schedule. And you look at the quarterbacks they are going to play in that schedule later this year. Yeah, a much better collection of quarterbacks compared to what they played, also. Um, but you know what? Every ever so often, that's what you got to go through to get to where you want to go. Yeah, and you know that's why I believe Howie, you know, all put all his eggs in the basket this year. Hey, look, look, let's try to win it all. We've got some big decisions to make after this year. Quarterback, do we pay him an extension? Do we franchise him to one year, which is still going to cost us over 40. thirty million, forty million? Yeah. Um, how many of the one-year contract deals can we feasibly bring back once we elevate Hurts to that forty million status? You know, Kazir White, Bradbury. You know, how, how many? How many of these guys can you know? CJ, can, how many of these guys can we get back? You know, you got two first-round draft picks. Is it time to get younger? If 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 you can't bring back a good percentage of these one-year uh, defensive players, well, you know what? You got two prime. First round draft picks to reload on defense in a draft to get what you need. You know, where, what position do you go? What, what position do you go on the defensive side of the ball? There's three positions right now I said are in major need. Well, cornerback, if you don't bring back Bradbury back, linebacker, yeah. and edge rusher. I, yeah. You, you got to add safety in there. They have got to get safety, safety. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Yeah. A, a right. good safety, a good yeah. safety, a good corner are must this time. I, I think they can get away without the pass rusher because they do have guys that can rush the passer. They have guys under contract that can rush the passer. Yeah. You know, uh, I think those two are the main things that they need. I mean, linebacker position, I, I think they're kind of set there also. They just got to bring back one of the two that they have, whether it's, whether it's you know, TJ Edwards or it's Kazir White. They've got to bring back one because I think they have guys that can play, um, you know, for them right now. N'Kobe Dean – Ellis, they have guys that can step up. Um, we are we still have Sweat under contract, Hassan Reddick's under contract. Uh, maybe an interior guy. Yes, we have the big fella, but you know both of those two guys are starting. Fletcher Cox, mm-hmm. you know, is, is, is more than likely going to be gone. 
Har- uh, Hargraves is, you know, probably going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, safety Do you think Hargrave is-, is definitely gone? I, I think he may be back, Bear. I think they might, might prioritize him. Like, I, I agree with you with Fletcher. But I, I think I think they're going to take a run at bringing Hargrave back. I think they are. But do they, will he give them that hometown discount? Yeah. That, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the issue right there. That hometown discount, you know, it's going to be pretty, pretty, um, pretty big, man. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy who had 11 sacks this past year at defensive tackle. Right, There's going right. to be a market. And he's not looking like he's old, even though he's 30-ish. You know what I mean? That's going to be going to be tough. I mean, you're going to have Sue, Joseph, Cox, and Hargrave all maybe going. Yep. Yeah. Better hope that Jordan Davis can really play. We, Milton you know, Williams, frankly, we don't Jordan know. Davis. We saw moments this year, but we don't know. He didn't make a great impact, and it's and to his defense, he didn't play a ton. But where's I don't know he been, he where's he been the past several weeks. I'm saying like that's one one of those guys we don't really talk about much. Who's I that? Don't know what Jordan Davis. Like, huh? what is Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Missing <We're>, in action. <laughs> we 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 bumped him up so much, as did everybody early in the season. Size, speed, durability, stamina, stoutness. You know, and he showed flashes of that before he uh, he had the uh, what was it, the ankle injury? Yeah. And since I, he's come back, he yeah. had a concussion. And after that, you haven't heard much from him. Well, look yeah. at Tim Moline said he had eight snaps last week. Eight that, snaps. That's not like I'm sorry, good, man. Dude. That ain't like, good. Exactly. exactly. I get it. You have really good veterans in front of him, but he should be playing more than that. Ah da da. He should be learning and getting reps. Yeah. Right now. Uh it, that's 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 not as concerning about me because I think he'll he'll next year he has to step it up. But this year he has a little bit more leeway because you know the players that are in front of him. But you know there's going to be high expectations for him and expectations. I I really feel as though uh, he should he should make sure that he takes advantage of man. He's going to have to go out and play at a high level. Yeah, he's gonna like. There's no kid gloves anymore next year because some no. of these guys are gonna be gone. Like, yes. no, a lot of those out. guys are gonna be gone. And I like Milton Williams too. Um, yep. just to throw him into that mix. Really so good, really good. good. Yeah. yeah, really yeah. good player. Milton is 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 Milton's gonna take that next step. Milton is yeah. a baller, and if you all you need is one more guy with Milton, and I'm saying either Hargraves or somebody else. Um, you think BG takes a hometown discount? I do. I think well, if there's any candidate to do it, it's him. He's done it before. Yeah. He could have gone to the Giants for a lot more money years ago, and he stayed here. Yep. Okay, I remember you said that. Yeah, uh-huh. Eagles paid him decent money. He could have made a lot more with the Giants, but he didn't want to go. He didn't want to go to New York. His wife didn't want to go to New York. They wanted to stay here, so he took it. Um, I think he's adamant about finishing his career with the Eagles. So therefore, if the Eagles want him, uh, he will definitely take a hometown discount. A guy like Hargrave, I don't think he would. Fletcher yeah. Cox, yeah, I don't, I don't think he would. No, I don't either. Uh, Ray Lester, you're right. Davis was drafted to replace Cox, so that's why we kind of put him out of the equation. Yeah, yeah, know? no. Listen, and Ray Ray's right um, in that we. I don't think any of us thought he was going to play a ton, especially after they paid Fletcher Cox 14 million, and you were I paying Hargrave, but you were paying him. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, next year, definitely there's going to be more opportunity, and you got to. He's going to have to show next year. I think it was good to give him kind of a red shirt. It's fine if you get if you have the luxury to be able to do it. It's good. And we did. We did have the luxury to do it. We. We have guys that can play, man. I mean, this defensive line is really good. They, although they're gonna have to step up the run, but we're gonna have to call stuff to stop the run. Yep. We're, we didn't last week. We didn't call defenses to stop the run. You you saw 
very few plays in Navajo defense or Bear defense. That's when you cover the center and cover the two guards with defensive linemen. Then on the outside, you got two defensive ends or, you know, two hybrid guys like Hassan Reddick and Sweat. You know, those guys on the outside are BG. We didn't play that much at all. In fact, we played more of a nickel type of defense against that quarterback, uh, you know. So they weren't necessarily trying to stop the run. That's why, you know, they were able to do what they did. But um, I think we have the ability to stop the run when we want to. I really think that those guys are front, man. I'm telling you, Adama Kinsu and 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 um, Linville Joseph are a godsend. Linville Joseph is playing way better than I ever thought he was going to play. Yeah, he is solidifying himself as still a premier run stopper and a space eater. Mm-hmm. He he's in there balling right now. He's playing at a very very high level. All right, let's do this, guys. Let's get a quickie in, and Xander, we'll skip the live read. We come back, we are going to talk to from ESPN, the one and only Sal Palantonio. So let's get a quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk to Sal. All things Eagles, NFL playoffs coming up this week, Wild Card weekend. Looking forward to getting Sal's insights on everything. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Okay, we will do Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. All right. So, uh, no one who would trust you with finances. Yeah, it could be a scary proposition for sure. And I was uh, right in the front of that line. But I can tell you from personal experience that my finances and, and, and what I've invested with Jim was absolutely the right way to go. He is that person. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, if you have a small business, you're trying to get your employee benefits off the ground, Jim can assist you with this as well. I know I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. Or you could email him as well, murray.jim at principal.com. That's murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot jim at principal.com. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event.
know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. We are back. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, and Barrett Brooks. Always, always great to have our first guest of the day on and get his insights on everything Eagles, NFL, national correspondent from ESPN, Sal Palantonio. Sal, Happy New Year, my man. How we doing? By the way, I love that music. That music was nice. We've upgraded. There we go. There you go. That was good. That's old. That's some old school good stuff right there. That's what it was. There it was. Yeah. So, first off, man, so much to get to, but I, I want to start with this. The, for all the good that's happened this year for a team that's 14 and three, for everything, the sack record, blah, 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 all the things that they've done, would you, you tell me if you think this is true? There's a little bit of apprehension in the Delaware Valley, a little bit of angst, if you will, in the Delaware Valley, even though this team had such a good regular season because of the way it closed. Fair or not, do you buy into the momentum thing going into the playoffs? That's why we love it. Dynamic tension, fun and laughter for all, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what Philly is all about, Rob. Uh, uh, listen, uh, you got a guy there who made a Super Bowl run, uh, and he will tell you the season starts over in the playoffs. for Absolutely. Everybody. It starts over, and, and that's what coaches preach. That's what players talk about with one another. Forget what happened in the regular season. Now, if there are holdover major injuries to deal with, then there are things that have to be fixed. So you got 10 days to get Jalen Hurts' shoulder right. So what did they accomplish against the Giants? I think the number one thing is they survive in advance. Again, you got a player there. He never played 17 games in a season. I was around the league last week just talking to players with the Bengals and, and the Ravens last week. It's hard to play 17 games. It really is. I don't think people understand when they went from 16 to 17 how difficult that was for body acclimation uh, just to get ready and play. And, and people look at it and say, all right, well, they're getting big, paid big money. But, you know, it's a lot of car accidents that you're going through through a That's year. Right. And you add another week of it. So you want to survive that week. The other thing I think, Rob, is this. The Eagles stabilized where they were, right? They had to win the game. They had to find out if Jalen Hurts could do what he does with a restrictor plate uh, uh, applied, sure. right? 
Yeah. It's, it's, that NASCAR term, I think, is appropriate here. Yes, it Jalen, is. Jalen Hurts was applied the restrictor plate by Nick Sirianni or Howie Roseman or Jeff Lurie or whoever. You know, uh, uh, it, it, that's what we saw. So they're going to take it off a little by little over the next 10 days. And at some point, we'll see the full Jalen Hurts. But I think they stabilized, they survived in advance. They stabilized. They saw what they needed to see from Jalen Hurts, uh, and they can get ready for the first round, for the for the divisional round of the playoffs. Sal, does okay. it make you raise an eyebrow when the head coach comes out after that game and says Jalen was hurting a lot? Now, obviously, they kept this thing under wraps pretty good in yeah. terms of his shoulder. They didn't tell us anything about it, but we all speculate it's got to be more than just a sprain. So they let him test it in a very controlled environment. Yes. Does it concern you moving forward that we're looking at something more than just a sprain that can be healed in a span of 10 days between now and next week? I'm not going to speculate about the last part of your question. Okay. Okay, D-Gun, but this is why you and I uh, think alike. So I wrote three notes 10 minutes ago before coming on the show based yep. on, you know, just thinking about this and research and talking to people. Number one, Eagles stabilized the situation. Number mm-hmm. two, New York Giants proved they have plenty of fight in them up and mm-hmm. down the roster. Mm-hmm. My third note, to your point, yeah. Nick Sirianni should never have revealed how right. much Jalen Hurts. That's my third note yeah. for this show, for your show. <laughs> That's my third note. He should – I mean, am I wrong about that, Rob? He no, should absolutely. Why? Why would you tip your hand? Exactly. You know? Well, well I mean, I, I, I don't like to, to uh, criticize this coach because I think he's a top coach of the year candidate. But, boy, oh, boy, why are we reve- – if anybody has the right to reveal how much he's hurting, it's the player. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, he right did on. as much. He did as much to Charles Davis, though. He told Charles Davis that um, for two weeks he didn't throw anything that he was hurt. He did reveal that because they said it during the broadcast. I'm like, well, why can't you know the the the, the local guys know something like that? We were like in the dark about it. I just don't think any of it makes sense, Al. I don't know why Nick would. I don't know why Jalen would. I mean, they're usually so tight lipped with everything uh, and buttoned up. It, it was it's a weird thing, you know. And now there's the doubt that creeps in a little bit going into this week and well, the following week. Whomever they play, you know they're going. They're going to try and just pound them into the turf anytime he runs the ball. I mean, they would anyway, but they're especially going to do it. Okay, sure. So, I mean, how do they win the next game? Uh, you know, hopefully in the next 10, 11 days, uh, he heals a little bit more and he feels a little bit more comfortable and he's in a little less pain. But, you know, Rob, you got three games to go, Rob. <laughs> I mean – yeah, you know, I've never a professional athlete, obviously, mm-hmm. and we got Barrett right there, but he's got three games to go. So yep. you know, you, yeah. you, pull all the stops out. That's uh, it. You, you got to fight through it, man. There's no you restrictor got, plates any from here. Let me ask you. No, there is. You know, we don't. I mean, Gardner Minshew is not the option we're looking no. for. No. <laughs> no. Well, let me ask you this, um, Sal. This is a young coaching staff. A lot of young guys. They really they only have one game of coaching experience, you know, at, at the coordinator positions as far as being a, a you know, a, a, a team that's, you know, in the playoffs. Do they have enough? Do they know enough? Do you trust them enough going into this playoffs 
to uh, to make the right decisions, you know, the, to call the right offense, call the right defenses. You know, special teams has been, you know, it's been a lot better than before. Do you trust this coaching staff? You know, right now I don't, you know, Ooh, because, see. yeah, I, you know, because I wasn't impressed by the way they coach, coached up or called the offense against the Giants. The passing attempts and rushing attempts should have been flipped in my yes. opinion. I go by the old Dick Vermeil postulate, you know, you know, pass completions plus rushing attempts, rushing attempts plus pass completions. If that adds up to 50, 5-0, you're going to win 90% of the games if you win the turnover battle. So I thought they should have flipped it. I think here's what, if I were them, I would self-scout real hard. What did we do wrong against Tampa last year? Well, mm. we put too, they put too much on Jalen Hurts in that game. Right, right. Sure. So now you have to look at Jalen Hurts and say, this Jalen Hurts right now coming off a shoulder injury is a lot like the Jalen Hurts that played against Tampa in the wild card game in terms of what he can do. Wow. Right, I'm saying. that's and the ankle issue, yeah, last year. Right, so you have to look at it and say – it's about the same situation. And I thought they put too much on Jalen Hurts last year. Of course, they got down early in that game. So, and they were away. And they were facing Tom Brady. But um, I, I just think they need to – whatever they did on offense against the Giants and against the Bucks in the wild card game, flip it. The other thing is they need to play fast. If you go back and look – at that game against the Bucks, Barrett, they played a very slow offense. They were yes. very deliberate coming up to the line of scrimmage. I think it's mm -hmm. got to be up-tempo most of the time in that game right from the get-go. I'm talking about on January 21st or 22nd. They'll probably play on the 22nd. I'd be shocked if they played on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So let's say the 22nd. So he's got 12 days to heal. The restrictor plate is going to come off, but you got to help him. Yes. you got to help him. So – you know, he was – he had eight targets to Devontae Smith, completed seven. I'm talking about last week against mm -hmm. the Giants. He had seven targets to Dallas Goddard, completed six, all good. But he had ten targets, completed just four to A.J. Brown. So, uh, again, you got to flip that around, and you got to use the Smith and Brown more as decoys to open things up and underneath for Dallas Goddard and Sanders – and give Jalen Hurts a chance to complete balls up tempo, more like you know uh, uh, a point guard in basketball. Right. How about the defensive side, Sal? Um, they were a great team for most of the year at taking the ball away, and and, and really the numbers on the season bear it out. They they still have great numbers. I mean, they're third in takeaways, uh, which is excellent. But they were they were like running away with this thing early. They haven't been taking it away as much there's still some questions about the run defense you know and I, and I feel like there is part of me it's like man this team was 14 and 3 and we're just ripping everything apart but that's what we're doing we're getting set for the playoffs here but what's your sense of the other side of the ball because I think there is also a lack of appreciation for what Jonathan Gannon's done generally here maybe not nationally but what do you think about the defense I, I think I go back to my original point uh Rob and that is it's it was a very long season with big challenges on the back end. 
losing your quarterback, losing Avante Maddox, losing Lane Johnson, all of that in complementary football has an impact on how you play defense. Right, right. So, uh, uh, of course, you're going to see – I mean, I don't think any team in the NFL – played at their highest level or at a high level for all 17 games. There were ups and downs, peaks and valleys for every team throughout the 17-game schedule. And what you saw were some downs, some valleys for the Eagles defense at the end of the season. And I think the bottom line is everybody was getting a little antsy because they hadn't clinched and Jalen wasn't 100%. And I think Jonathan Gannon was playing a little bit preventive in terms of the defense because of Jalen Hurts. They weren't out there scoring big points behind them, excuse me, behind him uh, against New Orleans uh, specifically. Uh, they, they scored a lot of points against Dallas. And, you know, that, that of course, will go down as a really bad game by the Eagles defense. Well, so – in, in saying that, in saying that, I'm looking at I'm looking at us getting our uh, to what to me the best player on our team, Lane Johnson back. Have you heard? And I know you're tied in. I'm assuming that Lane's going to be there because he's a warrior. He's got to be there. We can't go into this game with Jack Driscoll. There's no way we can do that. So, um, have your sources told you that that Lane is going to definitely play? Take the definitely out. I think he's expected to play. Okay. Eric. Yeah, for sure. But listen, they're going to win the first game at home, whoever it is, okay? They're going to win the first game. And the way they're going to do that is to play fast, play different, be creative offensively and defensively, you know, mix up things into the offensive and defensive game plans that you haven't done. More blitzes from Gannon, uh, more deception from Shane Steichen. Uh, those kinds of things I think will help. And playing fast, I think, will really help on offense. And then play big. Go big. Go real big. Max protect and go downfield. Take shots. Mm-hmm. You've, see, you've seen a lot of pass interference calls, big yardage pass mm-hmm. interference calls late in the mm-hmm. season. Uh, and I, I think you can, you can catch – Brady is brilliant always doing that in the post. Yeah, that's, right. that's exactly right. Go big. Play fast. Play different. You win that first one, and this is what you play for, the NFC yep. Championship game at home. That, that, that's what the whole season – to me, that's what the whole season is. I think that no matter what the divisional round playoff game is, whoever comes in, the Eagles will win that first one. And uh, then you go from there. So, Sal, Sirianni gives his guys some days off this week, and rightfully so. They've earned that. Uh, but now you have to deal with some of the distractions. Two names you just mentioned, Steichen again, and out interviewing for jobs elsewhere. When you look at the way coaches are hired nowadays, nowadays in today's game, who do you think is more likely to leave after this season? Steichen or Gannett, or maybe both for that matter? I don't think either one. Okay. Okay. I don't think either one. I think they need a little bit more seasoning, both of them. I think Shane Steichen could use another year of play calling if I were mm. hiring. Uh, and then with Jonathan Gannon, you don't see a lot of defensive coordinators hired. Mm-hmm unless they're coming with a guy who's going to run the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't see that. I, I don't. Wow. I, think, I, I think both of them will – they'll interview, they'll do well, but I, I think both of them will, you know, they'll be in the hopper. But I think there's a lot of guys ahead of both of them. 
Interesting. So let, let me ask you about the Cowboys. Um, it was obviously a bad way to finish with the, with the Redskins and Dak has thrown 15 interceptions in 12 games and they couldn't get the running attack going last week. We've, we've seen them at their you know best offensively when they played against the Eagles, but what do you make of them going into this week against Brady, a, a Tampa team, let's face it, that wouldn't be in had they played in any other division. What, what do you make of that matchup? Well, I think the matchup is for sure. Todd Bowles, uh, head coach and defensive-minded coach against Dak Prescott. And he's got a great track record when it comes to playing Dak Prescott. So um, I, I think they do a good job of stopping the run. They have two very good sideline-to-sideline side linebackers. What the problem that the Bucks have is late in the game, they give up big plays like they did against the Rams last year. Uh, and they would have won that game if they had not given up that big play to Cooper Cup down the middle of the field. Yes. They have a lot of deep, and it's odd because Todd Bowles was a defensive back in his career. Uh, and for some reason, he's, they're always having communication breakdowns on the back end. So I think it's a good matchup overall, except for that one thing of the Bucks against the Cowboys. Uh, I really do. And, and just Rob, look at Brady's numbers. He has al- almost no interceptions. I don't know what exactly they are. He's got over 4,000 yards passing. Uh, you know, he's continues to be really accurate with the football. So the bottom line is Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys. If the Cowboys want to win that game, Dan Quinn has got to think about, okay, how am I getting to Brady? Because the Rams got to Brady the way you're supposed to get to Brady, right in his face, to the point where Brady was complaining to Sean Hockley, the referee in the Rams game last year, about him getting punched in the mouth by Aaron Donald or hit in the head by Von Miller. You remember him screaming and yelling at Sean Hockley? And Hockley throws the flag of of unsportsmanlike conduct on Tom Mm -hmm. Brady. But that's what it took. Brady, you know, but Brady won the point. Right? Yeah, yeah. They, Rob, he got the penalty, but they stopped punching him in the mouth. Yeah, he won the lose, war. He didn't lose the he lost against the battle. Sue. The against Sue. Yeah. It was yep. Sue that was so, doing so it. Yeah. You yeah. got to hit him. Uh, you know, you got to hit him. And, the, and, and uh, you know, the Cowboys have got to hope that whoever the referee is, is not influenced by the lobbying campaign of number 12. Great point. Great point. Yes, yeah, so he went last, this, just this past year, whichever biggest is his down year, 4,600 yards passing, 25 touchdowns, nine picks. You nine know, it's picks. still a 90 passer rating. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm looking, at, I'm looking at that. Who do you think is the likely opponent of the Eagles uh, next week then? You know, I know this week I see the, the, the biggest – um, the lowest seed I say can make a biggest difference is probably the Giants against, to me, against the Minnesota. So, I mean, what would you say their most likely opponent will be? Yeah, I think it's a hard question, Barrett, because it all depends on whether, you know, the Bucks can beat Dallas. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So um, that looks like a, you know, a pretty close pick em kind of game down there in Tampa on Monday night. Uh, talk about monster ratings for ESPN. Great. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be a fantastic game. We'll be all glued to it for sure. So, I um, mean, so we won't know. Uh, mm-hmm. The Eagles won't know. Philly won't know until uh, they go to bed Monday night. That, wow. that, that, right. That in and of, of itself. I mean, talk that's about crazy, the, right? 
right? The I-95 corridor from North Jersey all the way down to Wilmington to Derek Bagun territory. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's going to be watching the TV till late Monday night to find out who's playing in Philly. Um, but Barrett, I think it could be the Giants. Yeah. yeah. So how much does Brady worry you in the playoffs if you're an opposing player? I mean, you, you look at where he is right now. They're a mediocre team, but because of his savvy knowledge, you don't fool this guy. Does should you should you be worried about a Tom Brady at this stage? Absolutely, he's Steven yeah. Seagal. He's hard to kill. <laughs> I like that. I love it. I mean, where you is. at there? He is. I mean, really, come on. I mean, even in in Super Bowl Fifty Two, he's throwing yeah. the hail mary to Gronk, right? Uh, and they had six hundred and six yards of offense. Yeah. yeah. And if our and if our guy Brandon Graham doesn't do the strip sack on Brady, Jim Schwartz would be in the witness protection program right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. It's true. Oh, uh, where you God. at this weekend, Sal? Where you at this weekend? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow the Giants to Minneapolis. I'm very very interested to see this Giants team. Yes. After last week, I went back and I looked at you know, a lot of the Eagles Giants tape because I just wanted to see how hard the Giants were playing, the fight that they had, and they had a lot of fight. Uh, Brian Dable has got them really believing. There's a lot of confidence in them. Um, I, you know, one of their defensive players said in the New York Post this morning, nobody wants to play us right now. Well, we, have, we, we, can, we can beat anybody right now. So, they're imbued with that kind of confidence, and that's what you got to have mm. as you're going in, into the playoffs. You know, uh, I, and the thing is, you know, again, I did some notes before coming on. Jones is the key to yeah. me. Daniel Jones. You know, you know, Barrett, coaching matters, right? Yeah. Coaching matters in the NFL. Look, you look at Daniel Jones, Rob. Mm-hmm. Eight turnovers this year, on pace to be the fewest of his career, wound up being the fewest of his career. He has career highs, D-Gun, across yeah. the board in rushing attempts, 120, rushing yards, 708, and rushing touchdowns, okay? And, and that, to me, is the difference between the Giants having a winning record and a losing record prior to Brian Dayball. Brian, if you remember, I don't remember the game it was. Daniel Jones threw an, a red zone interception in the end zone and he kind of trots off the field with that Eli Manning kind of, you know, oh shucks kind of trot, you know? Mm-hmm. And Dayball's like, uh, 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 no, <laughs> hold on a second, uh, and gets right up in his face mask and says, no, that's not the way we're going to play now. You're not going to throw those picks anymore. Remember that, Rob? Yeah, I, I do. It was early in the season, but it set, it was, it set a tone. Yeah. It, was, it set the tone. Like, well, you know, no, that's not the way we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And, and uh, coaching matters. Coaching matters. Sal, he set a tone with the, the very first game. You remember he ends up going for two against Tennessee, but he's talking to his guys as he does it. He's saying to them, hey, just understand I'm going to do this if we get in. Like, And they were all you could just galvanized by the guy. I mean, we're going to have this debate a little bit later in the show, Sal, but, man, you can make a real strong case for, for coach of the year with Dable. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of guys that are worthy candidates for sure. There are. I thought Nick Sirianni was the runaway favorite, but I think Dayball is uh, catching up to him a little bit. So that's yep. it. You know, Mike uh, Kyle Shanahan on his third quarterback with Brock Purdy. I mean, uh, those are the obvious candidates for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you look at uh, the, the the coaching that Dayball has done with Daniel Jones, and you know, this is a year 
And I think I came on your show in September. I said, this is the year of living dangerously in the NFL. And it proved to be true. 66 different starting quarterbacks in the NFL this That's year. That's crazy. That's Most crazy. Most of, of any non-strike year. And you look at the 14 teams that are in the playoffs. Only seven of them, including the Giants, has the starting quarterback started every single game unless it was mm. a coach's decision. Mm. Um, so that's the reason to me. If you go look at one player, say people will say Saquon Barkley. Right. But if you look at one player, it's always to me comes down to is the quarterback available, one. Two, is the quarterback turning the football over? And Daniel Jones checks both of those boxes, and I think yep. that's why he's got the Giants in the playoffs. Wow. No question about it. No question. Sal, listen, we appreciate it, as always. We're, we're oh, I'm done. That's it. I'm, I'm, oh, it's over. We'll keep well, – hey, <laughs> we're here till three, man. Yeah, we can keep you. You, you, can, you, 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 you want to come back later in the show? show? Yeah, right. We'll, uh, we'll revisit it. But, no, Sal, we do appreciate it. But just lastly, out the door, do, do you – Confidence-wise, you feeling good about the Eagles just generally? Like they're they're poised for a deep run here. Yeah, I think they stable. You know, it, once you're in the playoffs, as I said at the start, mm-hmm. and you got Barrett there, and he knows it. It's a new season. Everybody new zero season. zero. Everybody zero zero. So you got to get your mind right. You got to get your body right. Mm-hmm. Right. So the the Philadelphia Eagles have now 11, 12 days to do that, Rob. Yeah. Um, and they have a smart coaching staff. Uh, they have smart, tough players. They have players that want to win now. Sue, Linval Joseph, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson. Go down the list. These are guys that, hey, I'm win- we're winning now, okay? We're, 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 who knows what's going to happen, right, in a couple of years? And Jalen knows he's got a – and Jalen – He's about to cash in the big set of chips. Yep. Big set. Everybody's motivated. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's smart, motivated, tough. I, I I do believe they'll win that first game and get into an NFC championship game in Philadelphia. And man, we've been to a bunch of them. Uh, mm. You don't want you don't want to play the championship game in Philly. Yep. <laughs> well said. Well you just oh, you don't want to come in here. And play. No, and that's why it was so critical to get that game as ugly as Sunday was against the Giants. Bottom yeah. line, that was yeah, it. Got to survive in advance. That's, that's it. it. That's it. So I, I want to ask you before you go, um, because we talk about this week in and week out until we're sick of it. Give me your breakdown of this 49ers team that everybody puts on such a lofty pedestal, and in many ways, rightfully so. Well, I don't think teams are blitzing Brock Purdy enough. Mm-hmm. I think Kyle Shanahan has done a really good job yeah. of deception, quick pace, um, getting the ball out of his hands very quickly. But I think he needs to be physically tested by somebody, and I don't mm-hmm. know who that is going to be. Uh, I just don't. I, it, it, it may come down to Wink Martindale and the Giants. Uh, I don't think Pete Carroll and the Seahawks are capable of testing him physically. Nope. It, it may come down to be Brock Purdy being tested physically here in Philadelphia mm-hmm. when they, if they arrive here in the NFC championship game. So I want to see how Brock Purdy responds when he starts to get tested physically. Yeah. Okay. Well said. Well said. Right. Sal, listen, uh, we'll look forward to your reports this weekend. You will be, uh, 
hopefully nice and toasty in, in inside in the yes. dome. The why, do dome. why do you think I picked I'm that? I'm telling you, keep just stay the dome. Keep, go through the tunnels, man. <laughs> Don't even think about the sidewalk out there in that mess. But uh, it'll be good. So Sal, the Giants, and the uh, hosting are taking on the uh, the Vikings. But Sal, always great insights, man. Thank you very much for a couple. Thank of you, days. Sal. Appreciate you, yeah, bro. Peace, I appreciate it. Thank you. Take All care, right, Sal. That is the great Sal Palantonio, ESPN national correspondent, and of course, always unbelievable insight on the Eagles, a team he covered for a long time, and uh, and the NFL in general. It was fun. Always great catching up with Sal. Definitely, I definitely. Always, always enjoy guy. his insights. That's for sure. All right, when we come back, guys, so we're going to dig a little bit more into this Eagles season, 14-win um, season, where they accomplished a hell of a lot. And I know there's some fear. I know there's some trepidation. But we're going to dive into some numbers. Don't say, that, don't say fear. That may have, yes. Fear. May, um uh, a little pause. Give it, give it a little pause for some of the people. So we'll reason, reason for concern. Reason for concern. I like yeah. that, Derek. All right, so we'll do that. We'll hit it when we come back. A little later, uh, we will get into the NFL in general and some of the comings and goings, who's in, who's out. We will debate the coach of the year like we talked about, uh, but a bunch of other stuff to get into as well. So don't go anywhere. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Barrett. I am Rob Ellis. All right, let's talk about proaction restoration. Yeah, proaction restoration is who you call if your home, your business, or a property you own goes through the uh, the experience of water, fire, smoke, or mold damage. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. Pro-action restoration uh, is just an unbelievable um, safety net in case you go through this. I can tell you from personal experience. My, my parents, this was five, six years ago. My parents' house, the basement got flooded. And it was a Saturday and they, they were older people at the time. Uh, and, you know, obviously they, they just didn't know what to do. They couldn't handle it. I got over there. I was trying to, to shop vac and wet vac stuff. Forget it. Called pro action restoration on a Saturday. They got right over there. They fixed the problem. They cleaned it up. The price was right. The, the crew was unbelievable. And I knew right then and there, I need to let people know about pro action restoration. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Pro action will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, it could be any of the above water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it. They can handle it. Give them a call. 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760 or online at proactionrestoration.com. That's proactionrestoration.com. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event.
know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Thanks for hanging with us on this Tuesday, January 10th. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. B. Brooks, D. Gun, R. Ellis. Yeah, so if you missed any of our interview with Sal, you want to check out the entirety of it. Pretty simple. Just go to jacobsports.com. Go to Jacob Sports YouTube channel. You can watch not only Sal's interview, all the interviews we do in every segment uh, in its entirety. So it's a great, great uh resource to have at your uh at your fingertips all right so let's talk a little uh eagles guys in this sense okay specifically let me throw a couple things at you so this team won 14 games this year that's the most in franchise history now they played one more game than they had for a very long time up until last year so you also have to couch it with that but they had the most sacks in, in franchise history at 70 they were third in the nfl in takeaways with 27 defensively they were seventh in points allowed they were first against the pass they were 17th against the run offensively third in scoring ninth in passing fifth running the ball they are third in turnover differential aj brown sets the all-time mark for receiving yards uh beats mike quick with 1496 Devonte smith most catches in franchise history 95 jalen hurts 3700 passing yards 22 touchdowns just six interceptions Complete 67% uh, percent of his passes, a 101.6 mm-hmm. passer rating, rushes for 760 and 13. Miles Sanders goes over 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns, five yards per carry. Four Eagles in double figures and sacks. Reddick, 16. Graham, Hargrave, and Sweat all had 11. Like, if I said that to you guys before the season started, we'd be doing backflips right now that this is the way this year was going to look, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, frankly, we do sit here with – you know, trepidation, trepidation. Thank you. I get it. But I keep saying that we're still the best team in the NFL and everybody looks at me crazy. What is the last, the last two weeks, man, that's ebb and flow in every NFL season. Mm-hmm. You just got to go in and know the team that you are and play that way. I mean, Jalen Hurts not playing those last two games. You could definitely see that there wasn't the same attitude. It is that when he's in there. You tend to focus a little bit more when Jalen's on the field. And I think Jalen kind of stepped back a little bit in those last two games because he wasn't playing. 
and allowed the people that were playing the voice that the team um, he thought needed to hear, but they actually still need to hear what he was saying. He sat back. He didn't do the same things. He wasn't, he wasn't that leader because he actually wanted, I think, Garner Minshew to be that leader since he was on the field. And if you notice, Garner wasn't that type of guy. He wasn't that type of dude. You know, I thought he was a rah-rah guy. He was nothing like that. In fact, he didn't. I didn't see the same Garner Minshew I saw last year. No. So that message was lost a little bit, but the message came back this last game. It came back this last game. Um, yes, he was a little rusty. The whole team was playing with him a little rusty. They uh, they were playing a different game plan that he's, uh, you know, used to. And and you're, you're supposed to play that way when you have some deficiencies uh, at certain positions. But, hey, I think they'll be back on track now. This is a, this is a time where everybody needs to, you know, do their side of, of, of the deal. You know, the bargain is you play the way you're supposed to play, take care of your house, and then – everything will fall into place. And I think that's what's going to happen these next couple of games. How about you, Gunnar? You're better. Plain and simple. You're better. All the stats you just talked about that they've compiled, you have you have no option but to go to the Super Bowl based on what you accomplished individually and collectively. Because if you don't, we are going to be sitting here. When I say we, I'm talking about the Philadelphia media in general – was this team fool's gold? Plain and simple. You have to get to the Super Bowl based on what you the stats you brought up, what Barrett just said, what I believe. You've done the work. Even though you've had some highs and lows, you've had way more highs than lows. You know, you've, you've set club records. You, you've, you've, you've caught the, the attention of the national media, uh, racking up the, the points offensively, racking up the stats defensively. Um, and so the eyes of the nation are on you, uh, and you are the odds on favorite because it, they have to come to your backyard. Whoever has dreams and hopes of getting to a Super Bowl have, has to come to your backyard and attempt to knock you off in your backyard. So you, you better live up to expectations. And we understand you're hurting. You may not have your slot corner. You may have uh, your, your future Hall of Fame right tackle who's less than 100%. Uh, your quarterback may not be 100%. Nobody is going to give you any sympathy whatsoever from this point on because everybody has had to navigate the injury woes as well. Now it's one and done. This is about are you what you said you are? Are you what you were up to this point? Plain and simple. Bottom line. Yeah, and look, I don't um, I don't think what they did was – you know, some flash in the pan kind of thing. I think no, it really, no. I, I think, I think there's two things at play here. One, how much more healthy or healthier is the quarterback going to be when they take the field, you know, a week from Sunday or Saturday, mm-hmm. it, it was one of the questions and the, and how much can Lane Johnson hold up? And the other thing is I, you know, I look around the NFC and, you know, I see a really flawed Dallas team with a quarterback who's got a, who's got a confidence issue right now. I see a Vikings team that still has to prove to you that they can do it in the, in the really big game. I see an upstart giant team that's done an unbelievable job, but they're overachieving, you know, in a really big way. I see Tampa. Yes, it's Brady, but you know, this, he is a magician, but I, I just feel like it's, it's finally got to come to an end at some point. And then I see San Francisco who's excellent, you know, on defense, but 
they're still being led by a rookie and, and mm-hmm. playoff pressure is way different than regular season pressure. Yep. So I, I see a flawed conference. And while the Eagles may have a little, some issues right now, I think this is the team that's poised to go deep. I really believe that. I do believe I that they, I don't think they were a flash in the pan. I don't think they were just some pretender. I think they, they are what we thought they were. Like you're, they are what the record show, says they are 14 and three. I agree. I agree. So I believe I, I do. I'm a believer. You got to show it. Yeah. You got to show it. You got to show it. This is what you get, what you lived up to. This is what you got here for. This is you, your, your, your general manager assembled a team of all-stars in a lot of way, a lot of ways. Yeah. And you have played like that for much of this season. Now you got to show it plain and simple. And I'm not doubting them one bit, but I know, I know the Philadelphia fan base. I know the media base here in this town. If they fall short of that destination, we all we can sit here right now and we know what the what the talk is going to be the day after that. Are, sure. am, am I am I telling the truth or not? Yeah, hundred percent. But 100%. see, yeah, I, I just don't think that this team is is at a point where I can say any other team is better than they are. No, no, no. No. On paper, they are the best team in the NFL. They are better than the 49ers. And people are just so scared of 49ers. I I what have I been saying since the beginning? Okay, they have a good defense. Yes, they do. But so do we have a good offense and defense. We were only if you look at it, I think I, I was mm-hmm. talking to uh Ruben Frank and he went he put a total up of, of um what won total defense in the regular season. And the 49ers were number one total defense. You know how many yards they beat the Eagles by? No. Less than 20 yards. Wow. Less than 20 yards. So everybody can say what they want to say about Gannon. They can say he's this, he's that. Excuse me. But the numbers that he's put up, the plays that these guys have made – the individual accolades that these guys have, have, have accumulated says that they are still one of the, if not the best defense in the league. They're in the tops at, 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 at um, passing defense. Right now, Bradbury is the number one um, pass defense cornerback in the league. So, I mean, it's not like we don't have the talent to go out there and make things happen. You coach the game according to what you have on the field. Gannon has been without Avante Mattis, who came in as, as you know, they had the to me they had the best, um, the best three cornerbacks in the league when they started the season out. Right, Avante Maddox, Slay, and Bradbury were the best cornerback trio in the league. Since Avante's been out, you have to call a, a different defense. It is you have to call a different defense because he's that dynamic, and we don't have anybody to play at that level until now. Until now, how many games have we played without um, CJ Garner Johnson? I think like five or six games. Right. He's back now. Now we've implemented him into the to slot corner position. He can play slot corner. That's where he made his bones. That's where he made his money at playing slot, slot corner. They taught him how to be a safety, but he is a slot corner by nature. Now he's a slot. Now they can play the aggressive defense that Gannon wants to play. Because, oh, by the way, Reed Blankenship is playing at a high level. You know, they, he's kept Harris off the field. Harris started for us last year. Harris is still on practice squad because he's played well enough to be there. He had some crucial hits last week 
crucial stops last week. Mm-hmm. Although he got his ass ran over by the quarterback. <laughs> sometimes you get the bear, sometimes the bear gets right. you. But, I mean, he's still – C.J. Garner Johnson can play that aggressive slot corner that we need. So now we can play press coverage on the outside with Bradbury and Slate. No, they haven't had a pick since the Dallas game. I get it. But those guys on the other side of the ball get paid too. I know they need to do more. But they will. This is where the money counts. I'll put my money on Bradbury and Slate all day. Mm-hmm. And you'll see twice on Sunday they're going to make some things happen. Yeah. Gunner, with the, with the long pause. I agree with everything Mr. Brooks just said as we enter 2023 and me trying to be. No, everything he said is true. But, but everything you just said pertains to that same 49ers defense. Now, I, let me start by saying this. I think the Eagles secondary overall, it's much better. It's much better than the 49ers secondary. Okay, do we agree on that? We agree on that, correct? Yeah, as a whole. Did we not talk all season about the 49ers and the injuries they overcame to to play their kind of defense? Okay, the Eagles played the last game of the season against Scrubs. The 49ers played their starters because they felt they had something meaningful, meaningful, hoping somehow, some way the Giants Scrubs would up in the Eagles regulars and maybe they would move into that number one seed. Okay, so they've over. They basically have done a lot of things that the Eagles have done. The 49ers defense is suspect. They were hurting at the linebacker and the front end position, and yet they still emerged as the number one defense. Okay, across the National Football League. Now, I am not worried about a rookie quarterback as phenomenal as this kid has played. I am not worried about this kid coming across country into this backyard and and playing like Joe Montana. Tom Brady, uh, Drew Brees, and putting up whirlwind numbers. But the bottom line is it's a very similar road. Both teams have had a very similar road to get to where they go- they've they gone. And the 49ers are the hottest team in the NFL right now on a 10-game winning streak. Yeah. And so I'm just saying, you know, if I'm going to play that one definitive game, I want it at home. I want sure. that game at home. And that's exactly where it would be if these two teams should meet. Yeah, and I think I really believe this too. One game, like a divisional game, whoever the opponent is, if it looks anywhere similar to what we saw earlier in the year, I think a lot of this goes away. You know, we're in it. We're in a stretch here of like four or five games, two of which were were not played by the quarterback. The other one was played by the quarterback. You know, with a conservative approach, to, to say the least, for lack of a better word. And then you're going to have a week off too. So you have a lot of time to think about it not looking great. Even the Bears game before that, it was just kind of, let's face it, it was very pedestrian offensive effort. So it's been a long time since we saw them, really the Giants time, Dean, which is December 11th, really click on an offense from an offensive side of the, of the ball, which I think is naturally going to, going to, and, and the, you know, and the opposite of that is San Francisco is just keeps winning, even though they barely survived the Raiders and, you know, et cetera. And they haven't played great teams either. It's some of it is recency biased based. Some of it is legitimate with Lane Johnson and Avante Maddox. You know, some of it is just like you're going to be up and down. You're not always going to be on on, on a you rocket can't. ship. You can't. Right. So and they're a little bit of this right now. So I think all of those things factor into it. It really does. And, and 
I think there's too much talent here. I think I still think this is a really well coached team as much as people want to dump on, especially Gannon, but both coordinators. And, and I think Nick Siri is going to have these guys ready. Sal mentioned something when he was on with us a little bit earlier that I think is really interesting. And I think it's really something that this team does. They do self scout. Well, I find them to be a team that when something's going poorly for them or isn't necessarily working or whatever, that they do make corrections. And I think they will make corrections on things that haven't worked all that well of late. Well, the biggest red flag. Of course they will. Of course. That's what, that's what great teams do. We're talking about, we're getting into, um, this is, this is the playoffs where you have to make sure you're playing your best football. You play your best football. So, as you're playing your best football, you're going to have to be a chameleon at times, and that's what the Eagles especially specialized in, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They have taken their offense and customized around Jalen Hurts so much that you're not going to get the same output from, from you know, another quarterback that's in the system. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're just not going to get Garner Minshew's best playing in this offense. So that's why you look at the last two games, you can't really – I mean, last three games, you can't really put – uh, uh, an accurate assessment of who this offense is or even who this defense is. So what you're going to see in the playoffs is going to be a lot different from what you saw these last three games. So I'm confident that they'll have a game plan. And I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll regain the confidence in this coaching staff. I kind of lost it at first, but then I thought about it. How can you, how can you really say what this coaching staff is when you don't have the players that this coaching staff has been coaching for the majority of the season? I have to, I, I have I hope over the next 10 days they live up to what they've told us. The last three weeks, your offensive coordinator and your head coach have come out and said, we have to do a better job of calling games. Three straight weeks now. Now, when you say it one week, you expect to see significant adjustments. Then they said it the next week and they said it the week after that. So now you have ex- extended time to go over everything that has not been working over the last several weeks to correct. And I think that's huge going into that game, whoever they face, what is their game plan going to be? How much will it be improved? It was outstanding for most of this season. And then all of a sudden in consecutive weeks, your coordinator and your head coach are now saying, we have to do a better job of calling games. That's a little concerning. Sure it is. So what are, what did, what haven't you been doing? the last several games that you've been doing much of this season. Yeah. Look, I mean, I think there's a couple things. One, you know, you can't, you, you can't fall so much in love with the pass. I know the organization wants to get a lead passing the ball and then run the ball. I understand that, but I think there does need to be a little bit more balance um, for this team. I think that's the first thing, you know, I think defensively we need, they need to show us and other teams, obviously, most importantly, that, if they just stay in that zone that the other, the opposing good quarterbacks can't pick them apart. I mean, if you look back on the season and you say to yourself, okay, who are the really good quarterbacks that they've beaten this year? I would say, you know, when you look at it now, Jared Goff had a hell of a year, right? You can make a case for Jared Goff, even though the Lions maybe weren't exactly the same team, but I would go and most likely Goff, Cousins, um, Jacksonville was a lot different in the, than they earlier in the year. If you want to throw Lawrence in there, fine. But, um, yeah. you know, beyond that, I would say Daniel Jones has had a really good year. They gave up 33 to, to Green Bay, but they beat them. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think my point being, they're still the jury's still a little bit out on whether or not they can beat the the really good quarterbacks. I think that's still a little bit of a question right now, despite how good they are getting to the quarterback and how good they were taking the ball away earlier in the season. I'm not the, saying the, that anymore, bro. Who are I'm the good quarterbacks that. in the NFC? Let's see. That's right. The <laughs> they who, beat the good quarterbacks. Look, in the look at the playoffs. Look, look at the playoffs. Yeah. Who are the good quarterbacks in the NFC outside of Brady? Yeah, Jalen. Think about it. No, 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 I'm not. I, no, no, I'm not talking about Jay. I'm just talking about who the Eagles could fight. Right. I mean, Cousins play. is a guy who's got to show you it, right, in yep. a big spot. He's um, never done it in a big game. No, you're right. And Purdy's a kid. Geno Smith is is an unbelievable story. But are we going to see that same guy against San Francisco this weekend? Mm. Bruh, I don't know about that. Mm. They beat. They beat a Rod. They beat a Rod. Okay, <laughs> that's enough. Cousins. They beat Cousins. Who after that? You play who you play. That's it. That's it. You yeah. play who you yeah. play. That's it. Yeah, I, look, stack, I, I, I want to see Slay get back to being Slay. I want to see um, linebackers, although I thought Kaiser White was really good last game. I want to see the linebackers get back to being what they were earlier in the year. There's just a few things you want to see. You know, I want to see them put Jalen in, in an advantageous position. Yep. You know, early on in, in the game. Mm-hmm. And I like a lot of the ideas Sal had in terms of like, you know, up-tempo and all that. I, I, hey, man, go for it. You know, that that's what got you where you were. How you got off to such a great start. Jalen, at this point, I can't wait. Jalen, at this point, is going to show everyone why he needs to get paid. He's playing for a contract. And, of course, the ultimate goal for him is to win a Super Bowl. But that little added incentive – and the preparation this man takes to get his game to the next level is all I need to know. He'll will this team to win and be in every single game this season. There's no question about that. He will will this team because he's done it all season. He went over an all season, crossed every T, dotted every I. From a mechanic standpoint, honed his, 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 his throwing pattern, his, his throwing motion, and his footwork. So now he's got a great deep ball, great intermediate passing game, and a great short game. Strong enough arm to get it wherever it needs to go. His footwork is such that he can see and read what he needs to do to make that offense run. He's reading the defense. He understands blitzes. He knows what he's supposed to do in blitz pickup. All these things were said about him last year that he couldn't do, but yet this young man has done it. Do we think he's going to do anything different from that going into a playoffs in which he could be the storybook hero? This will this will push him into the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. This playoff situation right here is going to see whether he's a front runner or if he's a real uh, ironclad starting franchise quarterback in the NFL. This is going to be his this is going to be his mark. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, well, I, no doubt. I think that, I think there's an, an asterisk next to that because if he doesn't, even if he succeeds, if he doesn't play this at a hundred percent, and we find out after the season, all of a sudden that Jalen needs surgery on his shoulder, okay, then we, you know, he is a warrior. Ain't nobody doubting that fact. The dude's yeah. a warrior. But how much was he affected by what limitations he he might have had because of his shoulder? You know, from from now until I see him get on that field next Saturday, it still resonates in my ear that the head coach slipped up and came out and said he was hurting a lot. 
And I, you, we don't know. Now, what does a lot mean? Does it mean there's a tear in there? Does it mean that he might have re-aggravated when he was throwing in practice? What what does hurting a lot mean? I know. And, and Derek, I think people have visions of last year when, yeah, he came back from that ankle, but he wasn't the same with that ankle. He wasn't ankle. the same, no. And they have visions of it, of it looking like that, even though it's two different injuries, but a guy who's not 100%. Who doesn't play at his best? See, I I think there's there's, I think it's fair to kind of feel that way a little bit. But this is a way better quarterback now. No, like, no question. You know what I mean? Um, so I I think that also has to come into play. This guy knows what he's doing much better than the guy, who who was a first time starter last there's, year. There's, and there's, I no I hate that. About that. There's no question. I hate that you guys have to make me put on my pom poms and 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 you know saying go out there no, you, you know no, being a cheerleader. No, you don't. But I. I it's like it's, it's it's almost like in in the in the you know in during the, during the off season when I kept saying, "Look, I I got total I got total confidence that Jalen is going to get better. He's done that every you know every part of his career. He's done that, and in college, from him being a starter to losing his job, coming back, working his ass off, getting to a point where he can play again, you know, saves the team, gets him through the uh, the." Uh, game to get to the championship game then turns around leaves there goes to oklahoma starts there prolific numbers passing numbers because they say he couldn't pass the ball becomes one of the best passers in the nfl gets drafted in the second round becomes a gadget quarterback that year comes in at the end of the year replaces a quarterback that just got paid runs him out of town because he played so well they saw something in him to working in the offseason getting to start one season Gets his team to the playoffs because they started running a system that was accustomed to what he does. The last eight games, he balls out, gives an opportunity to get to the playoffs. And though he gets lost, he got picked apart by the GOAT. And he lost a game against the GOAT and one of the best um, defensive coordinators in the league. To Going into this year, when everybody had doubt. I mean, everybody had doubt at that point. And I'm not saying I thought he was going to play to the ability he's playing right now. But I knew he was going to be a whole hell of a lot better than he was the year before. I knew this because he's shown it at every level to get better at every opportunity he can get. He's going to work his ass off to get to that point. And- What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. That's exactly what he did. He worked his butt off, got to a point where he's become one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And it's time for people to start, you know, giving him that type of praise and understanding that, all right, he's in the playoffs now. I'm not worried about him being hurt. Just like I wasn't worried about when 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 um, Brady was doing his thing. Brady's still gonna be Brady. Brady's gonna get the job done. Just like Jalen will just get the job done. Just like I've seen other quarterbacks get the job done. He's gonna get better. He's not gonna fall into the trap of Dak Prescott. He's not gonna go do that. He's gonna get better. He's not gonna stay stagnant because if you stay in stack, that means you're getting worse. He's gonna get better. That I do know. So my confidence level level in him is a lot higher than I've seen. And other quarterbacks. So, as I'm on the I'm on the bandwagon. I'm 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 leading the bandwagon when it comes to Jalen Hurts because he's gonna do what he needs to do to take his team to the next level. 
And by the way, he's playing for a contract multi-million dollar contract. And I don't mean, think these playoffs won't affect that. Out, out, out. As, as great the, as he was during the regular season, the, the playoffs can put you into a different orbit, man. We're talking about a quarter of a billion dollars. We're talking about quarter of a billion, not a not a quarter of a million, a quarter of a billion dollar contract he's trying to work towards right now. Yep. Put them numbers in your head. You don't think that's an added incentive and going out there and playing your ass off a quarter of a billion dollar contract. He's trying to go out there and get right now. Well said. Well said. All right. Let's uh, let's get a quickie in. And we'll come back. We'll continue with the Eagles discussion. A bunch of other things I want to hit with you guys. Um, some Sixers, some Flyers, <laughs> some Phillies, and the the saga, the twists and the turns that are Carlos Correa, uh, which we will get into. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. by the way, we will also uh, hit some uh, some questions up that you guys have for us uh, in the chat section during the next segment. So we'll do that as well. All right, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So if you have any type of tree issues in your yard or on your property, they're just a quick phone call away. And they're experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, we got storm and hurricane season coming up. Now's a great time to have your trees evaluated. You go to their Facebook page or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finished sales event.
all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. And everybody, we are Sports Day, Giga Sports YouTube Network. Um, Derek, you just sent us to this this to us via text, uh, which is interesting. Uh, from around the NFL, uh, according to that site, um, the Ravens and Roquan Smith uh, agreed to terms on a five-year, one hundred million dollar uh, contract extension. So got Roquan to be more careful. Woo-woo. Got out of Chicago and got heard. Yes. So, so he did. TJ Edwards is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, he, yes, he is. I think a lot of other linebackers' ears and eyes perked up uh, around the NFL. Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, man. Woo. Okay. He's changed that defense around. Same way TJ Edwards has changed this defense around. Yeah. No, great point. Great point. So, yeah, uh, Roquan gets paid in Baltimore. Um, they will they will avoid, I guess, the franchise tag, which there was a lot of talk about that. So, uh, yeah, good, good for him, man. And this is so, this, so, these are some of the prices we're talking about, guys, for this offseason with the Eagles, man. It's not going right, to be cheap. Right. So, so Rob, that puts me in the mindset of, okay, Lamar, you think he's coming back? No. He's going to end up somewhere. Trust me. I, 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 the perfect landing spot for him to be, to me, is to be with the Falcons. Ooh. Keep in mind, they could tag him for $50 million. They could tag Ooh. him. That's starting to feel like a bad breakup is 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 coming though, doesn't yes, it, guys? It yep, it really does, man. It yep. just I think it's there, hurting there, the there's brother questions that he's not on the field. It's really hurt, you know. Like there's a lot going on down there. It is. I think, a whole I lot. think it's hurting his, bar- his bargaining chip that he's not on the field. I, I don't think it's helping. Yeah, yeah. And it I absolutely think is. Baltimore wants to. They can tag him. See, until they figure this thing out. Would you know, it be worth tagging? Million, him? Huh? What do we work? What do you have? What do you What do you have to replace yeah. him? First of all, where are you in right. the draft? Right. Um, what is? It what, makes sense. Do you, yeah, you know. I mean, we see it happen all the time. Quarterbacks get tagged all the time. You know, uh, is my insurance policy? Heck yes, I'm tagging him. Especially yeah. if I have a team that's a playoff team next year, and you got to have a quarterback. Who am I going out there to get? There's nobody in the open market I want. Who nope. are you going to get? So if I got to tag this guy. D-Gun, that's that's what Lamar is banking on. Who else is going to be in the transition of leaving a team that could possibly come take his place? 
I mean, there, there's gonna... that, and then you just wonder if Baltimore doesn't look at it and say this, he's not going to be able to hold up long haul. We don't want to pay him. <laughs> what, I, um... I, 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 if they think Hutley's the guy full-time, I disagree with it. I think it's a big mistake. But oh, they disagree he... with it also. They, yeah. they saw the production they got. Lamar is just such a he's, – he's such a – a difference maker when he's on the field though, man, you know, he's a difference maker, man. It's just staying on the field. You got to stay on the field. You can't make the club in the tub and he's been in the tub too long for too many years now. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, uh, that's, that's just a tough situation. You know, if, if you were, if you were Harbaugh, would you bank the rest of your career on Lamar Jackson? I can't see them putting this team, this veteran-laden team, in the hands of a rookie first-round pick right out the gate. If they do, well, which one of those first-round picks do? Which one of those first-round picks can run the offense? That yeah, he's yeah, there you go. There you go. I, yeah, that's the thing. That's yeah. tag him. Unless you're willing to just scrap it all, like you did when you when you catered it all to, to Lamar and just build it around whomever you you land. Well, but they see that's that's kind of an iffy situation, man. That's this because you're talking about a team that they build it around all his skill sets. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yep. This is this is what this coach just you know Greg Roman's been running his offense with him for the past what four years, five years now. And Ro- Roman could be in a little trouble. Just keep that in mind, Barrett. So if you do get a new offensive coordinator, it might make it easier. I'm just saying, but I hear you. I hear you. Well, you know, you're right about that because they let their they let their coordinator go last year, defensive coordinator go last year. They did, Wink Martin, yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, is Harwell going to still be there? Do they love him enough? He's been there a long time, but they've been talking about um, Harbaugh being in the – John being in a sticky situation the past, what, three years? Yeah. Mm. Hasn't been three years they've been talking about? Yeah. Are they going to bring him back? Is he going to stay? Does he want to stay? I mean – that's 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 up in the air also i think i i yeah i think there's i if you're asking me right now i think he's back but are let's say they play you know this this upcoming week right and you know they go out and they look you know like garbage and they get beat up whether lamar's playing or not you know, and they Cincinnati bounces them at Cincinnati, which is a very distinct possibility, right? I yep. mean, is it completely out of the question? I don't think it's out of the question. I think it's more yeah. likely he's back, but it's I, I don't feel 100% about it. You can't feel 100% about it. Uh, that's just so tough, man. That, that, that this, this is a situation where the league is going in a different direction with quarterbacks, but that's an extreme jump when you talk about Lamar it is an extreme jump um there's not a lot of there's not a lot of of Jalen Hurts out there he's he's not he's not pigeonholed into either one at this point you know what I'm saying him and Allen are like a different type of quarterback you know what I'm saying like they can they have skill set that they can run the ball but they can also throw the ball uh, you know very very efficiently um, Lamar can throw the ball efficiently at times. He's not all the way, always, you know, there's there's never a sense that he's going to be a dropback quarterback. Jalen Hurts can be a dropback quarterback. Um, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if you could, you know, put Lamar in that same situation. I agree. I think he's lim- more limited as a passer. 
Yeah, yeah. Jalen uh, can sit back. He was a dropback quarterback for a problem. Three or four games this year, he was strictly a dropback quarterback and only ran when he had to uh when he had to um scramble. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's the uniqueness that they have in his skill set, which allows him now to, you know, to run just about every offense that you want to run in the NFL. Yep. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Interesting. All right, let me hit you with this. This is baseball, but it's it's a weird, long, strange trip sort of saga situation. So I don't know how many people are familiar with with Carlos Correa, who's a really good shortstop, right? Started his career with the uh, with the Astros. But after this past year, he was a free agent in Minnesota. So initially agreed to a monster deal with the San Francisco Giants. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the day of or the day before his press conference was supposed to happen, oh, the, the deal's off. And you're like, okay, what's that all about? And, and, you know, he had had some back issues. He's still a young dude, but he has some back issues, et cetera. Um, deal's off. Okay. Next day we find out, oh, the Mets are signing him now. Like, wow, that was weird, I, I guess. And then the reports come out that there were some things on the physical the Giants didn't love, but the Mets don't care. They're all in. All right. So then a couple days go by, and there's not a press conference called. And nobody's really sure what's happening with the Mets and Correa. And all of a sudden, that gets real quiet. And time's going on and on and on. And all of a sudden, you know, then there's just rumors flying all over the place. Now he has just signed a six-year, $200 million deal to go back to the Twins. <laughs> so listen to this. He originally agreed to a 13-year, $350 million deal with the Giants on December 13th. That goes away. Then it was going to be 12 for 315 with the Mets. That goes away. Now it's six for 200 million. What's Damn. happening here? What's right. happening? Here? <laughs> and the deal with the twins is still pending a physical. Right. So that deal, it may be signed, but it may, it's not consummated yet. He's, you know, obviously he has some reservations about how the, the giants prodded and probed him to what well, he walked away from that. The Mets gave him the, the, the a Brinks truck, but say, Oh, hold hold up a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. This physical doesn't look right. So he ran to Minnesota, take half half the years and let and over a hundred million less. Something's up, man. Time well, half the years. I mean, half the years. If you if you double that, twelve years, that's four hundred million dollars. So I'm out of touch to six two. Well, maybe he's taking what he can get because he's hiding something. Yeah, because here's part of this deal, right? The other piece of this thing is, it's. The agreement includes a vesting option of four years, seventy million. Yeah, there's just a lot going on. Like I think, I think the four years, seventy teams are afraid of what's happening with him. I think there's something up. Yeah, you know, he's had back issues. He had a right leg ailment last year. I think teams are trying to just put in safeguards, and maybe he balked at them with the Giants and the Mets, but he's willing to accept it with the Twins because he knows he's not getting any better on the open market at this point. Give me three hundred fifteen million. Uh, yeah, you can put whatever clause in there that you want. Yeah, you know, if you if you guarantee I'm making that money for the next twelve years, put whatever you want in there. Because I hear you. The only clause I would be worried about is is um, clause that would be defamation defamation to the organization, and you don't have to worry about me in that regard. You know, I ain't going out. I don't party. You won't see me in bars. 
Uh, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I won't pull a, a uh, Fernando Tatis and break my wrist falling off a, a, an ATV. You, know? <laughs> you ain't got to yeah. worry about that stuff for the next 12 years. Yeah, I still have a quality of life I can lead when my playing days are said and done. Yeah. Uh, you know, the fact that he's taking less money, he's he's blown up two incredible deals, and now it's taking half of that with the Twins. That's a red flag for me in terms yeah. of, okay, what's going on with this dude? Right, Physi- physically, what's up with him? Right, right, you're right. Yeah, what's, he he, keep, what's he trying to sneak past? Well, I, I don't. It's either that, or the teams are just red flagging him after go, doing all their due diligence and just say forget it. And it's not, we're not giving you this. We don't, we don't like what we're seeing here. Exactly. I, you don't yeah. put that kind of money on the table and all of a sudden pull it off. Whoa, nah, nah, that's okay. Yeah. Time out. Time out. We yeah, didn't know this. Up. Yeah. Something's up. Yeah, that's that's some slim shady stuff right there. All right, let me hit you with a couple other things. Sixers play tonight. They play the Pistons. They beat up on the Pistons on Sunday in Detroit. Uh, we still don't know about Joel Embiid, so he's listed on the uh, the the what they call the the midday injury report mm-hmm. uh, as questionable with left foot soreness. Tucker PJ Tucker is probable with a non-COVID illness. This should be a game, even if you don't have Tucker or Embiid, which you didn't have on Sunday, which you should roll. This Pistons seems horrible. Yeah. Um, so either sucks. way, take care of your business. Yeah. yeah. Detroit, the, the Detroit sucks. You can play the last five dudes on a bench and beat Detroit. I mean, yeah. I mean seriously. Yeah. Detroit's yeah. bad. Detroit's yeah. bad. Yeah, if, I, if, if I was the Sixers and there's still cons- some concerns <laughs> about this foot injury, I'm not playing them tonight. I'm Period. with you, man. Sit it out, big fella. Sit him down. Yeah. 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 They had Detroit is tied for the second fewest wins in basketball with 11. They're 11 and 32. Yikes. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. Sixers are 24 and 15, just Ugh. to put in perspective. Uh, they are dead last in the Eastern Conference. The only team uh, with a worst winning percentage right now is the Houston Rockets, who are 10 and 30 on and the we season. We lost against them, though. So they did. <laughs> at, at, you're right. You're right, Barrett, at Houston. They did. Yeah. You're exactly right about that. Yeah. So that's where the Sixers are. Uh, the Flyers, Flyers actually had a good win last night. They shut out the Sabres, who were a pretty good team. And the kid who's backing up Carter Hart, uh, Samuel Urson, got his first career shutout. So kudos to him. He's actually done a pretty nice job when he's been in there uh, for them when he's got an opportunity. So maybe nope. they have somebody there. Don't give up on the Flyers just yet. They're making a run. Yeah. Tortorella's got them, got them focused again. Yeah. So. Look, I, I, I think all in all, considering the lack of talent, he's done a pretty good, year, uh, pretty good job so far. I, I agree. You know, yeah. say what you want to say about him. You like him or you don't like him. The bottom line is he's got he's got a, a farm team playing decent right now. That's all you can ask for with that team. Absolutely. All, all right. you can ask for. Chat section, you want to hit us with some questions, we will uh, we will field those. Uh, a couple other odds and ends here. So uh, the Phillies signed another reliever, traded for another reliever, uh, Junior Marte. He's a right-hander. Numbers aren't great. 39 games. 44 strikeouts, 22 walks, and a 5.44 ERA. Uh, but he's got, you know, what the, what the analytics folks call, um, he misses the barrel a lot. His barrel rate is good. I know you guys love barrel rate talk. Well, see, so you, you explain that to me, man. Kind of explain everybody what that just means. Me, basically, he, there's not a lot of hard hit balls off of. I, this is not me. I I, I don't. I try not to get lost in this stuff. I'm just telling you what the what the baseball folks say. He doesn't give up a lot of hard hits, which they project as as he continues to figure out how to pitch in the major leagues. 
he's going to get better and better as far as uh, mm. that kind of, his kind of stuff that he has, where it's not going to be a lot of hard hit balls, not a lot of balls in play. He's just got to basically what it comes down to is he's got to improve his control. He can't walk as many people as he's walked. That's it. it, it this is one of those uh, like middle relief. If he get, you know, I, they're not counting on him in high leverage situations. It's not a, it's not a big, real big. This, this is not like the Gregory Soto deal, the guy they got from the Tigers, which is a big deal. This is just kind of a, it's not a huge deal. You don't even know if this guy's going to make the final roster. You don't. You, know, you, you really don't. But man, have they put an emphasis on loading up on pitching, which is yeah, what they, they needed. They have. But they have put an emphasis. I mean, they went out and got, they added some more uh, to the Arsenal and Trey Turner, and now they, they've really, they have really loaded up on a lot of pitching to make this more of a complete team and to leave no holes unturned. Yep. Um, uh, wow. Yeah. All right, Mr. Taz has a question. D-Gun, you replacing yeah. B. Brooks on the fishing boat yet? Heard Tony was trading famous B. Brooks for a third and a fourth rounder. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Third and fourth. What's going on there? Wow. Okay. Wow. Um, oh, man, that's tough. Mr. Taz, um, I don't what think is, it's going to happen. What does it take you so long, man? I don't think. Why you gotta happen. say all yeah, that? Why was there such a pause there? Um, uh, that should have been a, a, an immediate response. What is and, all and, that, and, bro? And what should my what should my response have been, bro? You, been? bro, you a Cap Tony man. You guys have been getting real shysty here lately when it comes to my fishing prowess, man. Something's going on, bro. What's up? Are you two don't, working don't, in cahoots? Right, right. What's going don't on? Don't put me. Don't put me in this. Don't don't what put me in this. On? I know nothing about this. A question was asked. I wanted to think about it before I gave an answer. And the you want fact to think that, about what? Well, well, you know, Mr. You know, Captain Tony off makes the right offer. You know, like any oh. athlete, you got to listen oh, to it. the right offer. Well, okay. you got to listen to all offers, right? Oh man! All right. Wait. Do you, okay. When you when you're when you're out there um, selling your brand to. NBC Sports 97.5. You listen to all offers, right? Yeah. Am I no. right or wrong? No. What? Are you gonna sit here and lie to Trish? Trish bear yeah, line I, again. I lied. I lied, that. I lied All right, I'll spare you both. Okay. Let me get yeah, to this rebels question. Uh Jalen's <laughs> film review with the coaches. Do you think he addressed how they called plays and input? Uh, what do you think would work against team? It's an interesting question. Like basically, do the, when they go over things, does Jalen maybe say, Hey, look. Maybe it's a little too much this, too much of that, or I think we need to work on that. Like, how much input do you think he has with with Steichen, with Sirianni, you know, with the with the offensive game plan? I think it's a good question. He has a lot of input on it. They all have yep. a lot of input on it. Yep. He comes up. They they look at film. First of all, Jaden look at film. He'll see what he sees is is, is, is a, um, a possibility of taking advantage of certain aspects of of a, of a defense. Now, Sirianni and 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 uh, Steichen have done the same thing. So when he comes into work, they'll sit down. All right, what did you see? So you know, and and Jalen will go in and say what he saw, and then we said they oh, we saw the same thing, or we saw this, and we saw that. Then they'll go down with a game plan. If you know, so what would you think would work against this? We were thinking the same thing, or we were thinking different. We think we can do this, we can do that. You know, so, so they you know he has just as much active input. In it, then, uh, then you know, that anybody you know in that room, you know, they he knows what he likes to run, he knows what he's comfortable in running. He may see things a little different from them, but they compromise with it. He has earned the respect of this coaching staff to have that type of input in it. Um, I've seen 
other game plans with other coaches where they didn't trust what the other quarterback said at all, and they were just implementing. They just go out there and run it. Right. You know, and and not saying that's not successful. It's successful. You know, you know Ben didn't start out being Big Ben. Start Ben started out just being Ben, and they would say, "All right, we want you to run this, this, and that." Same thing when I played in um in in Philly when I watched um how things were. You know, um like for instance, you know, Randall didn't have any input on what what uh what Chucky ran. I call him Chucky, but um, John Gruden. Uh, John I mean, Gruden. He was the offensive we're coordinator Gruden, with yeah. Randall here. Yeah, he wouldn't have any. Uh, you know, Gruden would be like, "All right, we're gonna run this, this, and that. I want you to throw the this, this, and that." You know, and and that's that where that relationship was with Randall. Randall didn't really have a say so on it. But then when Rodney Pete would start, he had a whole heck of a lot of input in. Hey, well, I think we can do this and take advantage of that. He trusted um, Rodney mm-hmm. Pete put in the work. Hmm. Randall wouldn't necessarily put in the work to run a game plan because he just thought he was dynamic as a player. And plus they didn't get along. So he didn't believe in anything that he said to him anyways. So it really depends on what the relationship is and what they trust as far as, you know, if this guy is going to really um, do the work and really trying to understand what a team is trying to do to him, what he can take advantage of in which he would give the input and they would, you know, take that input and implement it to the game plan. So it's a lot of back and forth with Jalen. Jalen has put his puts in the work. Jalen probably spends more time than anybody in that whole facility. Right. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. So Nick Sirianni was on yesterday with you, Barrett, just yep. to back up what you're saying when you were on the morning show on WIP. Yep. And one of the things that he said, which I found interesting was, Hey, I'm, I, I told the coaches take, you know, take the day. This is, this is yesterday, which is Monday. You know, you take, you take the day off like this, you know, do your chill out. Uh, Jalen and, and the players too. And Jalen went to him and said, I, I don't want to take the day off. We, we need to do some film study. Like, and, and, and Nick was like, all right, good. Let's go. So it, and Nick and Jalen. And I think, um, I think Shane Steichen uh, went in and did film study yesterday when he had the option of taking the day off. Now I don't, I'm sure people are going to hear that and not be surprised. Cause we all know the work ethic that, that he right. has, <laughs> but it's still not everybody's like that, man. You know, I, I, we get kind of spoiled to the work ethic of this guy. Not all yes. players are that way. Oh, there's not, there's, there's probably not a lot at all. You know, I mean, you got, you got guys like, you know, like Brady was probably the same way. Yeah. Brady had an active role in what he was calling and what he liked and everything else. You know, um, he also had an active role in who he liked in that locker room and brought in also, um, you know, certain players going to that type of respect, but I can almost guarantee you that, you know, Kyler Murray didn't get any of that. None of that type of respect. Um, I don't think Dak Prescott that much respect in what he was asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only a few and a few quarterbacks that really can say, all right, I like this, I like that, I like this, I like that. Like I can see Allen being like, Well, you know, I think we can get this, we can get that, we can get this done. I can see it. I can see Mahomes doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Kirk I mean, Cousins. It, I can't see Kirk Cousins giving that same input. Yeah, it, it's an interesting point. I think it's a good question by uh, by Fitness Rebel. So you want to keep it coming, keep it coming as far as the uh, as far as the questions go. Let me hit you guys with this. I, it's pretty interesting. So there's a four, three that were head coaches, one that was a coordinator. In terms of Eagles coaches that are still in the playoffs, you have Nick currently an Eagle coach. You have Andy Reid. You have Doug Peterson, and you can throw Sean McDermott in there who was at one point the defensive coordinator um, 
and when which that was a mistake by the way when they moved on from him but they did nonetheless um it, it speaks to a pretty good track record of hiring coaches especially the the head coaches from Jeffrey Lurie I mean every one of these guys Jeffrey Lurie and and let's face it Andy Reid was kind of an unknown quantity had never coached uh, been a coordinator Doug Peterson there were questions whether he called plays and he had a real short stint as Kansas City's offensive coordinator and then Nick Sirianni a lot of people hadn't heard of either and all three of those guys Nick Sirianni's led the Eagles to a 14 and 3 record Andy's won a Super Bowl Doug's won a Super Bowl and both have teams in other places in the playoffs uh pretty impressive absolutely impressive yeah that's a that's a one hell of a coach's tree you know and it all stems from that that um that uh 49er coaching tree all those guys, even even Gruden comes from that 49ers. Um, George Seifert, um, all those guys. You know, well, don't forget, too, that. most of them were in Green Bay together, too. Um, that whole coaching staff, you know. Yeah, what's, Rose, his name, uh, what's his name that's on the uh, – Mike, Mike Holmgren. Mike Holmgren. No, no, yeah, Holmgren, but um, uh, the one that's uh, – Mooch, who's on the NFL. Uh, Steve yeah, Mariucci. Steve Mariucci, yeah. all of them. 49ers, that's the 49ers. Yeah, 49ers also, yeah. They all banded But that's how they all started. Together. Yep. Yeah, it all started from 49ers team under what was the head coach? I know Seifert was um, second, but who was the oh Bill, Bill Walsh. Walsh? Bill Walsh. Yeah, start yeah. out with Bill Walsh, and from there, that's where it all stemmed from. You know, like Gruden was in with the 49ers, uh, Holgram was the 49ers. Um, you know, you so many people, Ray Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, who else was from there? I mean, a lot of those guys started out. You know, I mean, Gruden was serving coffee in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't Andy Reid like a high school coach or something when before he went to the 49ers? Right, 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 right. He might have been. He bounced around in college, like Missouri and a couple other spots. Yeah. That's right. He was in Mizzou. He, he, we had him on. We had him on. He recruit me. He recruited me. He was giving Barrett a hard time. Yeah. Barrett was from St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. He said, you should have been with us or something like that. But yep, we had him yep. on. It was pretty funny. Yep. But, but that he remembered that tells you these guys had the way their brains work, man. These exactly. guys are unbelievable. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Um but, yeah, I think it was pretty pretty interesting stuff. All right, let's get a timeout here, guys. And when we come back, we'll dig into the NFL here. Um, Titans make some moves with their staff. Tua still not cleared. Sean McVay's future. Brandon Cook's laying down the gauntlet. Uh, LaFleur making some comments about what he may end up doing in, uh, in Green Bay. We'll get into all that and our debate for the coach of the year. All right, don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right now I want to tell you about Razor technology because data is everywhere in business today and when it's locked away in silos it can't be efficiently used and businesses don't have time to wait for the insights that shape decision making razor technologies data management not only integrates data from wherever it's generated or collected but provides a uniform structure for storing interpreting and distributing it to decision makers razor helps businesses transform and model their data Use it to populate real-time dashboards and create shareable reports that highlight key areas of progress, as well as warning signs in need of attention. Razor Technology does it every single day, and you can give them a call at 866-797-3282. That's 866-797-3282, or you can visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean at pond lee hockey we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients and we're confident we can do the same for you 
With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday. We do appreciate it. Gunner will be uh, in that in that lonely chair very soon. That's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis hanging out with you guys, getting you kind of gearing up here, right? It's the slow build because we do have the bye week for the Eagles. But nonetheless, there's a lot of action happening this weekend uh, in the NFL with the wild card. And like we talked about a little bit yesterday when it comes to the schedule. It's a marathon, man. It's a marathon. Right. No, it is, Barrett. And the best part is we get two on Saturday, three on Sunday, and one on Monday, too, man. So we get three days of our NFL fix. Let's run through the schedule one more time. Saturday, early game, Seahawks 49ers at 430. Chargers Jacksonville is the nightcap at 815 Saturday. Then you go Sunday, early game, 1 o'clock. Dolphins, Bills. We'll get to the Bills in a second and uh, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, the Giants and the Vikings at 4.30. That's kind of the sandwich, the 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 middle there. Yep. And then you have the Ravens against the Bengals at 8.15 Sunday night. 
That'll be followed by Monday night Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So there, that is your matchups. They are your matchups uh, coming up this weekend where we get six games of NFL football. And of course the Eagles will play however it shakes out. They will get whatever lowest seed Barrett that advances. Now, if you're looking at it in terms of, you know, just, just flat out seeding who, who the lowest seed would be, it would be Seattle. That would be the, they were the last team to get in in the NFC. So they're the seven seed. So if they can somehow upset the 49ers, not likely uh, you would get Seattle. If the giants can upset the Vikings, possible, right? Yeah, you would get possible. the giants. Yep. Uh, and, or if the Cowboys beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you would get the Cowboys. That's the way it works. Since the Eagles are the one seed, uh, they would get that lower seed. So that's the, that's the playoff setup. I wanted to, to uh, run this past you guys before we get in, in everything else that we're going to do. I don't know if you got a chance to read the Don Van Natta story from ESPN.com about the way everything played out with DeMar Hamlin last week in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty damning from an NFL perspective. So uh, just the gist of it, uh, the, the players and the coaches wanted no parts of playing that game, and they made it pretty clear. Um, there was a lot of delay from the league, and there was a representative from the league on hand she was in communication with Troy Vincent, Roger Goodell. It's not really clear exactly who everybody involved was, but there was a lot of hemming and hawing that made it seem like the league wanted to continue that game. And basically it came down to the players and the coaches saying, you can do whatever you want. You could call it, you know, forfeit, whatever. We're not playing. Um, and it's, it's pretty scathing on uh, with some of the comments from anonymous sources on Troy Vincent. Uh, former Eagle. Uh, it's not a good look for Troy, who's, who's you know, uh, one of the top executives in the league. He's basically Roger Goodell's right-hand man. Anyway, um, it, it, and, and there's a lot to go with the broadcast, too, where Joe Buck was being fed maybe some bad information, and the league basically came out and said, we never said that, and ESPN saying, yes, you did. There's a lot of he said, she said kind of stuff going on with it, too. But it was uh, it was a fascinating read, nonetheless, if you get a chance to check it out. That's kind of crazy, man. We're talking about this, man. I mean, why would he even say anything about this, you know? I mean, this is leaking now. I mean, I thought that they did everything right, that, you know, you know that, that, that they're good and whatnot. But come on, man. Come on, man. If that's the case, man, that's kind of – that's very, very damning for the, for the league and, you know, how people view this. Well, when you take into consideration how long it actually took them to actually call the game, which was over an hour later – you know, there's truth. There's some truth in there somewhere. Now, Joe Buck stands by the fact that he was told that teams would start warming up in about five minutes. Now, obviously, a producer has to tell Joe Buck that, and the producer gets it from somewhere. Troy Vincent came out immediately and said, that is not true. We, 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 were never, we, we never told him that you can start warming up in five minutes. Now you hear all these little anonymous tidbits coming out. I think this this is I don't think the whole, the entire truth will ever be told, but I do think there there's some 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 bad mojo within the league behind this in terms of how lackadaisical they were in terms of making a decision. It took over an hour to officially call the game. Yeah, an hour and five minutes. An hour and five minutes. Now, if the both teams said prior to that, we're not playing this game, that's it. The league official on the field should have relayed that to the home office, and they should have said, okay, that's their game shut down. This thing lingered forever. Think about how long we just sat there waiting and wondering, you know, what the heck's going on here? Are we, are we playing a game? Are we not playing a game? 
you know, even players didn't know, you know, to be honest with you. The coaches were making a decision. I don't think we, we should we, – we're not playing this game. After what these players just witnessed, they're not focused on playing football right now. That's it. Yep. Yep. Plain and simple. There's too much him and the hawing going on behind this. Um, and Joe Buck, he has not backed off one iota from what he has said. Right. He has been consistent in what he said. I was told – and if you really think about it, any broadcaster in a booth is only going to say what he is told to say. Right on. What information he has given. Somebody gave Joe that information. That dude is, is top-notch when it comes to being meticulous. Very fundamentally sound yes. as far as broadcast. He's going yeah, to be you're exactly at the mercy what of what your producer and or bosses are saying in your right. ear, either yes. during a break or during a live yes. broadcast. Joe Buck is not going rogue on his own and just no. saying things to say them. No. Trust me when I tell you that no. someone was telling him that and from giving him that information. He definitely got, I mean, somebody told him something because he's not just going to make stuff up as a, as a, um, as an analyst, especially being on game type of situations, you're not going to be told and you're not going to, you're not going to just make stuff up while you're up there. You know, yeah. that's why you often wait to see what's going on. Agreed. Yeah, Chris makes an interesting point. I do agree with not calling the game off right away, only to ensure that there would not be a traffic jam for the ambulance and family members. And and that, from a practical standpoint, Chris is right on. It it allowed because everybody's at bay at that point. You know, all the fans are like, "Oh, they playing this game or not?" It allowed them, and thank God that hospital's close, but it allowed them to get out of there really, really quickly and get to that hospital. You know, um, what you, you could have done also. You could have given the players notification to stay in the locker room and not tell the fans. You know, I hate to say that, but you could have done that also. Could have. You you could have gotten word to the players. Look, we're not playing this game. Just sit tight because we got to make sure this guy gets out of here before there's a melee out of the gates. We'll never get this dude out of here. Could have done that also. A little deceptive, yeah. but it would have been still been the right thing to do. Yeah, and I and I think you know the, the overriding gist of the of the piece was basically the players and the coaches were like, you can't possibly ask us to go out there and play after this just happened. Do you whatever you got to do, but it ain't, it ain't happening. We're not yeah. playing. You got well, dudes crying on the field, burying their heads in the teammates' shoulders, and you're wondering, what's going on here? Is, is he dead? Is he paralyzed? What, what the heck's going on here? You know, then, yeah. when, when you see players crying on the field, you yeah. see players concerned when a player is paralyzed. But have you? when was the last time you saw players putting their hands their, their hands in, in, their, in, uh, their, in their head or their heads in their hands, bawling like babies? Hugging teammates, and you, you knew it was more serious than that. Yeah, you know, you don't see players crying just for a player being down. No. As, as concerned as they, they are. know. Look, Barry, know. you know this. I'm not telling. I'm, I'm speaking the preaching the choir. You guys know when something's different than the run of the mill. I, I'm not trying to make light of an ACL or something, but you know, the guy's going to survive. Yeah. You know the difference between that and what was happening on the field that that night. Oh, no question. You know, and I, and I, I picked it up immediately um, from the player's reaction, from um, even how the opposing um, sideline viewed yeah, it, yeah. how they were looking, how they were responding. You know, you can get a real accurate assessment of how serious it was just by how them dudes were doing it. You know, of course, as your teammate, you're going to be concerned. But when the other team, the opposing team, it's having the same reaction, the same heartfelt emotional disturbance that yeah. that the players on that same team are having. You know, it was something wrong. You know, it was something that was serious. You know, it was something that turned into a life or death situation. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. I re- I remember again. I was a kid. I was younger, but it was, this is a, a while back. But when 
Lawrence Taylor tackled Joe Theismann and his oh. leg snapped in half. And LT he kept playing up. it over and over and over. Yeah, but but LT popped up immediately and and looks over to the uh, Ben the Redskins. Yeah, and was like, "Get let this is bad." Like LT, there was no dance. He got it right up no. and was like, "This dude's in serious trouble." Um, so you know, players know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. So let's hit a couple things. The uh, the Titans fired four coaches off of the staff, including offensive coordinator Todd Downing. He's out. Read between the lines. Rabel's back. If that's yep. the case. So they're the question they have to ask themselves, do you go another year with Tannehill? I, I don't think they have a lot of trust in Malik Willis, uh, but, uh, or do you try and go a different direction there? They have to do more to support Derrick Henry um, offensively. And they got to figure out, they look, they collapsed, man. That was a terrible finish to the season for that team. Right. So, well, right. because Tannehill wasn't there. Um uh, Rabel has already come out and said, we've told Tannehill to heal up and come back here. We want him to be our starter next year. Tannehill has said he wants to be the starter of the Tennessee Titans next year. I think they'll do everything in their power to have, have Tannehill come back because, again, just like a number of other teams, there's nothing else out there that's better than what you already have. Right. Ah, da, da. You know? right. ah, da, da. Good point. Really good point. Um Two has still not been cleared, guys. Um, I, I would be really surprised. Now, Mike McDaniel is, is playing it, um, you know, the, the smart way, you know, basically just saying, hey, I look, man, until he's cleared, I, I, it's not an option. And he hasn't been cleared yet. So I, we got to figure mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. This is going to come down to can Teddy Bridgewater grip a football well enough, you know, to be able to start the game because he yep. got the injury on that throwing hand. And he he was active. Um, in that in last week's game, but they just didn't feel like the hand was good enough for him to be able to go. But uh, man, I'll take my chances. I think with a with a banged up finger in Bridgewater over Skylar Thompson. Personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has that savvy, that mental know how. Um, de- depending on how bad that what thumb is, I tape that bad boy up real quick, and him come out, dude. Just do what you can. I don't care if you throw hand grenades. Just be out there. Be a presence for this team. Just. Your presence alone gives us a change, the notion that we might be able to win. Still don't know. We still don't know Tyreek Hill's situation because he limped off the field. Well, the, you know? here's the other issue too, Derek. Raheem Mostert has to get had surgery on his thumb. He may not be able to play either. No, no. I, I man, I don't know about you guys. I think there's two games that set up as sort of like just beatdowns. I think yeah. Miami at Buffalo, and I think yeah. Seattle at San Francisco Field. I don't feel I agree. good about either one of those games being competitive. I agree. I agree with you 100%. Um, yeah. You know, and you you look at the NFC playoffs. Do you realize that if the five, six, seven seeds bow out this weekend, the Eagles get Tampa Bay as the first game? Exactly. <laughs> yes. You, well, get a, you get old man Brady in the first game. Yeah, you're saying if Dallas loses. If yeah. Dallas loses, Lions and Seattle lose, you get Tampa Bay the first you're right. game. Yeah, they'd be the lowest seed still standing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Um, Sean McVay keeps kind of hemming and hawing here. Uh, he needs more time for what he knows what he's going to do. Yeah, I agree with you. For like, what? Are you in or you out, man? Like that's it. it I'm you, it's clear. You don't want to rebuild. If you, if you're out, you don't want to, you don't want to go through the hard part. You just want to roll. You sold a farm to get your shot. You finally got one out of two potential rings. You could have got. Um, if you are if you are a real coach, you're there through thick or thin. The only way I leave an organization is if the organization doesn't want me anymore. You ride that tide, you know, of, of highs and lows. 
unless you just have a city, like you're you're from the city, your wife is from that city, unless you just have a city you want to go to because you like that city, and then you see if the team can get a trade with that city to get some cap, draft capital back to make that deal. Why else are you leaving at 36 years old in the prime of your career? Yeah, right, exactly. You know, it's right. obvious. He 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 sees what's coming. He knows it's on the horizon, and he doesn't want to deal with it. <laughs> That's the way I feel. And he knows he can go to TV and make a, a, a ton of coin. Then I don't know if I want him as my coach. If, if I have a coaching availability, uh, when he decides he's bored with TV, I don't know if I look at him. I, I know you've had success. You consider one of the better offensive minds in the game, but I don't know if I can trust you. Yeah. I don't know if you're in for, I don't know if you're all in or not, or if you're only in when things are going good. Yeah. No, listen, I hear you. Duck has an interesting point here. What have you seen his wife? He's not leaving the house for a few months at least. Yeah. I have no comment. He's a Ukrainian no comment. Model. He's yeah. a Ukrainian model for people who may have made uh, <laughs> just leave it. And you can do your married. own research. What you, your I, own I, time. How you yeah. doing, Rob? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh all right. Uh Brandon Cooks is making no bones about it. He's basically saying, Get me out of here. I will not play for the Texans anymore. I don't blame him. Yeah, and I this this I don't blame him. Like He's he's running out of time. John Dickerson, yes, she is strong. To answer your question, yes, um, he's very strong. Uh, Brandon Cooks wants out. He wants out. He's like, dude, I don't have a lot of time left. I can't go through this with the Texans. Please, right, right, just right. throw me a lifeline. I, I don't blame him one bit. You got rid of DeAndre. You gutted that team. You got rid of JJ Watt. You got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. Please do me a favor and just let me go. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to be here. I've had two different coaches in two years, in, in, in less, basically, in less than a, a well, full he's had year. Three and three years. Three and three years. Please let me go. Yeah. You know, I beg of thee, please let me go. <laughs> well, he, he tried to get out there last year. He didn't. They wouldn't he let did. him go. Yeah. And they refused, basically. Yeah. Uh, it, it's uh, it's definitely, I, I think that'll, that'll happen, I, I would guess. Yeah. Um, you know, I, Derek, you can speak to this very well with, you know, what's happening in Green Bay. But uh, Matt LaFleur has basically said, I, you know, I'm, I'm open to anything. You want to, Nathaniel Hackett coming back works for me. Uh, he wouldn't be the offensive coordinator. They're going to keep their offensive coordinator, but he would work on the offensive staff. Yeah, he, he was good there. He's one of these guys who may just be a, an assistant and he yeah. can't handle the uh, the other stuff that goes along with it. So it he, makes sense. He, he falls in that category, like I say all the time. Some coordinators are just not good head coaches, some position coaches are just not head coaches. And I think we saw that right away. I mean, think about Adam Gates got two chances and he floundered both in Miami and, in, and with the Jets. Where's Adam Gates right now? Do we know? Where I don't think he's he even now? in football right now. He's not even oh, crazy eyes. Oh, he's boy. not in football. I don't, let me check. I, I don't think he is. I, he, he may have still been getting paid from one of those gigs. You know, I mean, it's not. Uh, let's see where he is. All right, he's, so he is – he's not coaching in the NFL. No, no. He's not. Yeah, he was last the Jets coach in 2020. And he's not coaching in the college ranks either. No. So he's probably sitting at home collecting money still from his Jets. Yeah, he is. Watching East. Watching sports tape. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. Adam, <laughs> we, you know, we could use you on Friday, man, if you want to jump in and lend some insights. <laughs> But yeah, so we'll see what ends up. Hackett still got some years left on that deal too. So Hackett doesn't have to work if he doesn't want to. But I, I you know, I get it from Lafleur's standpoint. If you would want to bring him back, that would that would make some sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So we we talked about this earlier. Let let's dip our foot in the pool here. Who's the coach of the year? Two. 
I, I think there's nine legitimate candidates. And you're going to say nine, are you out of your mind? That's a lot of coaches. But all right, hear me out. I'll throw the names, and you guys tell me if there's anything that's crazy here, okay? Dable, Peterson, Carroll, Shanahan, Reed, O'Connell, Campbell, Sirianni, McDermott. I know no. it's a lot. No. You can't lose with any of those guys either. No. So if you run through it, all right. So McDermott has to deal with – I mean, look, we've never seen anything like the DeMar Hamlin thing, okay? And he's got to maneuver that. Buffalo also got hit with with torrential, like, blizzards that, yep. that, that literally killed people. Like, I, yep. like it was really bad, okay? Yep. Among other things that he had to deal with. Um, Dan Campbell took a, a perennial loser organization – People mocked him last year for his enthusiasm. High school coach, you know, Harry high school stuff. And has them in the right direction where I think they're a playoff team next year and knocks off mm-hmm. Green Bay the last game of the season with no motivation. Mm-hmm. O'Connell, for whatever we want to think about the Vikings and, you know, knock them or whatever, that's a hell of a lot of wins that that dude chalked up. They were uh, eight-win team last year. And, and he won a ton of close games. Is it sustainable in the playoffs? We'll see. But he won a lot of close games. Yeah. Andy Reid loses Tyreek Hill, right? And still it's status quo. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. And and Mahomes puts up numbers like, you know, we've never seen. Pete Carroll has a team that we thought had no talent whatsoever with, with Geno Smith as the starting quarterback. You remember, we're still up, up for grabs whether it was going to be Geno Smith or, or Drew Locke. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drew Locke. Okay. And gets them in the playoffs, man, at 71 years old where everybody wrote them off. You ain't never Then you go to a Giants team. Nobody believed in Daniel Jones. Oh, Saquon Barkley might be washed at this point. He's so beat up. They have no talent at all. They become a six seed in the NFC. I mean, just just unbelievable. From four to nine wins. Yeah. You go Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni's team won nine games last year. They won yep. 14 this year. 14. Yep. Okay. Most ever in franchise history. And then you go Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan lost Trey Lance, Jimmy G., is down to a third-string quarterback and closed the year winning 10 straight. That's and, right. And the, Mr. Irrelevant, the very last pick of the draft, Trey Purdy is is in every discussion for rookie of the year, thanks Jeez. in large part to that guy's system. Jeez. So, I mean, like every one of those names you could really dig in on and lean into. No question. Like Barrett said, whoever they decide, um, I think it's going to be one of the – whoever they decide is going to be one of the biggest debates ever in terms of how did you pick him over him? How, it, it's, you know, when you, nine coaches up for coach of the year? I mean, the, the storylines behind each one of them is incredible uh, and well-deserving. I, I don't know how you make man. that decision. It's, it's really too hard. Don't. You're right, yeah. man. It's too hard. Two first-year coaches yeah. getting their teams to the playoffs. You got the Giants and you got the Jaguars. Um, you got McDermott, you, like you said, had had battled adversity as far as, you know, his players' health to to battling two snowstorms. Um, Dan Campbell biting off ankles and kneecaps, and you know, mm-hmm. just brought that franchise up. Now, now people hate to play that franchise. Now they hate to play mm-hmm. the Lions. Now mm-hmm. you got uh, you know, you got Coach Nick Sirianni. You know what I'm saying? He took a team that went to the playoffs last year, but really solidified them as the best. Play uh, best team in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. You've got, uh, of course, Coach Reed, just like you said, with with you know losing Cheetah and the turnaround and 
still right there. But I mean, you got a quarterback like that, you're always in the game. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, how do you not go to Dable? I mean, that that team was in the basement. Ooh. And he's got all but these loners. You know, these are loners. These aren't even guys he brought in. These are loners that he has playing at such a high level in the playoffs. Yeah, and I, I, let's be honest. Did any of us think that Daniel Jones Good, would bro. do what he did and, yeah. and potentially be in the market for – like we had we had Jordan Raynon on last week, right, guys? And he said they might franchise tag uh, Daniel yeah, Jones. Like, yeah, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, seriously. Million. Yeah. Wow. Nobody thought that. No. Nobody thought it, right? I mean, it'd be cheaper to, to franchise tag, you know, the running back, Saquon. But Saquon, franchise right. tag a quarterback for 50 mil, at least 48 mil. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of those guys, and Tina says Doug, Tina thinks Doug will get slighted per usual. I, you know, I don't know, Tina. I mean, I, she he probably will get swallowed up in, in the big picture of all this. But let's not lose sight of, you know, Urban Meyer wreaked havoc last year. Yes, on, on that team. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, he was yeah. like a—he uh, had a flame torch, and he was just like, "Let me take everything out in sight." And Doug he had a shot on him. Yeah, and just calm it all down, man. And not Kicking. only calm it all down, get, then okay, now we got it stabilized. Let's start winning, guys. And he did it. Mm-hmm. Bro, he was—he was kicking people. I'd have, I'd have whooped his ass, but he was kicking people. I wish I wish he did that to an offensive or defensive. Oh lineman. man! I wish he pulled that nonsense. I mean, you're you're a real or tough a guy kicker. I mean, yeah. you're a real tough guy, Urban Meyer. What a joke! Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, all right, for you guys, uh, I, and the other thing is, like, I, I, I here's my guess. I think it's going to be Dable. If I had to guess right now, I'd probably say Dable. But honest to God, if somebody said to me any of the other names. You can't uh, argue. You yeah. <laughs> you like yeah. You can't argue. Yeah. Dable. Yeah. And it, you know it's yeah. a shame. Nick Sirianni wins fourteen games, and he's probably not going to finish in the top five. Exactly. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's true. Look, you he go. You go. Him. Nick Sirianni. He, yeah. he won. Or yeah. Campbell. Yeah, he won. Reed. Yeah, he won. Uh, Dable. Yeah, he won. Peterson. Oh yeah, he won. He can just yeah. keep going. Yeah, yeah. he won. Yeah, he, that's ridiculous, man. That's amazing, man. I mean, I mean. It is. Sirianni improved the win total by five by five uh, wins, and 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 finished with the the co the the what tied with uh, uh who uh, Kansas City for best record in the NFL. So yes, he's a viable candidate, but you're right. You know what he goes back to? Okay. He's coaching in Philadelphia. The That's the problem. The Philadelphia right. always always gets slighted. Well, I I think they're <laughs> also why. And here's where it hurts, like, kind of. They're going to look at it like, oh, look at all the talent on this team, like Jalen Hurts, et cetera. Well, you know, you can't tell me he hasn't helped transform Jalen Hurts into what he is. Like, you're you're almost making it out to be, you know, like he inherited this. He didn't. You know, the, the Eagles won four games when he took them over the right. year before. Right. Doug's last year. So he went from – Derek, actually, he increased, what, by five games each year. So he went that's from a, four – incredible. Right, four wins in Doug's last. Were they four eleven and one? I think right. Yeah, yeah. The then they go wins, nine yeah. and eight. Then they go fourteen and three. Has any coach Jeez. ever improved his team five games in his second <laughs> and third year? I mean, in his first and second year. How about well, getting a quarterback playing on an all star level? Right. Get, you know, what I'm saying getting a, a second player. round pick. Right. <laughs> well, well, Debo did it in his first year, but it only equated to nine from four to nine. That's true. But Nick went from nine to fourteen. So it's and one of the best and, and tied for the best record in, in all the uh, pro football. Yeah, it's a little bit different. A little bit. This is a little bit glossier, you know, badge of honor 
But, you know, people, people, once Howie assembled this team, people figured the Eagles as a playoff team. Nobody on the planet thought the Giants were going to finish anywhere other than last in the division again. Yeah. Because he had the same roster that he had last year for the most part. Yeah. He turned this thing around from day one. So that's, that's why I would give it to him. I got another one for you. You know, we always talk about youth movements among quarterbacks in the NFL. Did you know Patrick Mahomes right now will be the oldest starting quarterback in the AFC playoffs at 27? Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Are Think you serious? Here, look at this. Mahomes, 27. Allen and Burrow, 26. Lamar Jackson, if he plays 25. Can you believe this is Lamar Jackson's fifth year and he's only 25? I, I can't believe he's as young as he is. It's amazing. 25. Justin <laughs> Herbert, 24. Trevor Lawrence, 23. Now, I didn't include Miami because when you look at Miami, you have two at 24, Skylar Thompson, 25, Mike Glennon, 33, and Bridgewater, 30. We don't know right. who's starting it, it, for those if it's Yeah, if it's Tua, it, it still stands what you're saying. It still yeah. stands, yeah. Right. Then you flip over to the NFC. You have Jalen, 24, Brock Purdy, 23, Cousins, 34, Brady, 45, Dak, 29, Daniel Jones, 25, and Geno Smith, 32. Jeez. <laughs> it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it so is. That, that is a youth movement, man. Because I remember when I was playing, bro. Yeah. Bro, I was playing with some old dudes, bro. Old, mm. like my quarterback, like Randall Cunningham. Uh, Come on, man. Who Marino. else did you have? Rodney Pete. Was Rodney here? Rodney when you were Pete, here? yep. Yeah, they were older guys. They were. Right, right, right. I had Marino. Marino was uh in the league then. Um, oh, well, Joe uh, even Montana the friend, Joe Montana, yeah, yeah, he was in Kansas City, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow, look at all these old players. Warren Moon mm-hmm. was playing when I was playing. Mm. Wow, Doug yeah. Flutie, yeah, it's really changed, man. Wow, it really I has. Yeah, I was on right. the same field with Doug Flutie, Warren Moon, <laughs> Montana, man. <laughs> That's that amazing. is crazy, man. Yeah, Dak says a... Tommy Maddox. You played with Tommy Maddox. Yeah. yeah, Tommy Maddox. I played with Tommy. Bro, I'm looking over. My first quarter, I'm looking over, and I'm saying, what's up to Randall Cunningham? <laughs> That's the, the problem, too, there is, like, you're you're still sort of a kid. Like, you're, like, awestruck. Like, you're a little kid. Right, like, oh, my right, God. Dude. Am I playing against so – like, you playing against Reggie White or somebody like that had to be Bro, crazy. Bro, I want to get autographs. I want to, you know, I want to go up and shake their hand. I'm looking at them like, yo. I mean, I'm on a field against Pittsburgh. I'm on a field with Pittsburgh, and I'm looking over. And I got Greg Lloyd and Green playing over the top of me. And Green is talking to me like we're best friends while he's trying to whoop my ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was crazy, man. Bruce, I played against Bruce Smith, Derek Thomas. Bro, when I was in the league, man, it was crazy. Eric Dickerson. Right. I was on the same field with Eric Dickerson. That's wild. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. There's crazy. no question. All right. Uh, let's get a timeout. We'll come back. We will dip into some open talk, hit some birthdays. Hit some movies, and uh, we'll get as many questions as we can sneak in from the chat as well. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We're right back. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, 
we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Final segment of the program. Thanks for hanging. We are Sports Day. Tell a friend, smash the like button. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. All right, so a couple things, guys. Uh, Eagles fans will be interested to hear this one. Uh, Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle from the University of Georgia. Saw him in on a couple plays last night. Uh, one time, man, he was pushing two guys into Max Duggan's lap. Uh, somebody else ended up getting the sack, but he was the one who really caused it. But anyway, he's declaring for the draft. Uh, he will be eligible mm. to be taken for the uh, – for the 2023 draft. This is another gigantic. I'll take human. that. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it too. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. 6'3", 310, uh, unanimous All-American in 2022, earned all SEC honors as well, first team. Uh, he's a finalist for the Rotary Lombardi Award uh, for the nation's top mm-hmm. offense, uh, defensive lineman, excuse me. He's the number one rated player in the 2023 draft, according to Mel Carter. Wow. Or Mel, Mel Kuyper, Jesus. Mel Kuyper. Well, you know how he likes to build a team from the inside out? Absolutely. You know, um, get another road grader in here, you know, younger, cheaper than what you already have if you decide to let Cox and uh, Hargrave go. Yeah. I would not be mad. I would no, not be mad. No, no. 
No, I'd be good there. So Jordan he's going to be Moore. he's going to be available. Um, the um, Good news here again for DeMar Hamlin. Um, he was transferred to a hospital in Buffalo, guys, where he's currently rehabbing and going through tests. But, you know, the same situation's happening there that was happening in Cincinnati. Like, he's passing every test with flying colors and making, like, crazy, crazy progress. So um, He's still young yet, man. His body's going to recover that way, bro. Yeah. I'm happy, man. I'm, I'm yep. so happy for it, man. Yeah, 24 years old. Great, man. Young man, young body, just you know, you think you'll play forever, and that's you know, that's the problem. You know, most guys think they're gonna play forever, you know, but I mean, he, this kid had his head screwed on straight, like he his foundation, he actually started in high school, right? He started in high school, man. I wouldn't think, yeah, about you, anything you, you like tend that to say school. these things about someone when they're sick or unfortunately passing, like, oh, he was a really good this, this kid really was, it really right. is like a good dude, like he really, he really gets it, you know, in terms of giving back. And of course, you have to wonder, will he ever play again? Does he want to play again after a scare like this? You know, good well, question. About it. It's a good question. It, it yeah. really depends on it. Really depends on the extent of why his injury happened to him. You know, what made that, that happen? Too. Does he, does he have an enlarged heart? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that part too. of what they're doing. Yeah. So that's that's a that's a major deal. You know, if it's an enlarged heart, then it's tough, man. You know, because I was I I actually was diagnosed with that um, earlier in my career. Also, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it, was, it, was, it was just a part of me, you know, growing and the way my body grew. You know what I'm saying? It, it, right. it happened. Interesting. So. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the Bears general manager, uh, Ryan Poles, um, you know, basically was asked, you know, you guys are picking number one. Is there any chance you would you go with a Bryce Young or grab up a quarterback. Um, and he said he'd have to be absolutely blown away yep. to take a quarterback number one overall. He said, yeah, we've had conversations, um, you know, but he didn't He didn't completely slam the door. Let me put it to you that way, which has well, got people we? up in arms. Ryan Poles, the, the Ryan Bears Poles. GM, oh, whether or not they would take a quarter. I mean, they already have Justin Fields there. So, um, you know, I – it's a, how, it's do you, a, how do you turn I, your back on Justin Fields when you haven't given him the proper weapons in an offensive line to see what he's capable of doing? Yeah, I mean he kept you in a lot of games with his ability to run. He can throw it a country mile. You need to find out. You spent a high draft pick on this kid. You got to find out if he can play. I mean that's egg on your face. This organization, Bears organization, has been down in the dumps. Excuse me, fellas. Yeah, go ahead, Bear. Hey man, yeah. you're fine for leaving the show. You're getting fine. That's push-ups, man. Yeah. It's push-ups. No, but I'm I'm with you, uh, Derek. Like I I th- here's the here's what I think would be really unfair if if he starts to get some label like all he can do is run. He's right. running out of necessity and yes. to save his life. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yes, they got to get him. Like I like Mooney. I like the kid Mooney. I do um, too. But they need to get him more weapons there. They need. They have a nice running game, but it's really about the the weapons on the outside yeah. to help him more. and fix the offensive line. Fix the uh, that's the. Yeah. That's where I would go if I'm them. You know, yeah, I don't, you gotta start with the offense, but you gotta you gotta get you gotta get some pass get legitimate pass catchers. I like Claypool. Yeah, I like Mooney. Uh you got two oh, decent oh. ones. You need to get another one over the top. You gotta have that third one and right. you gotta fix that offensive line. I, I like Montgomery out of the backfield. Hard runner, hard nosed runner. Mm-hmm. Tough. Um, but you have got to fix that O line or you're not going anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. So uh that I think it's them and that where well, the Texans are two, right? So that's your yep. that's your order, your one, two. And you know, 
the, the quarterback would make a lot more sense for the Texans than, than it would for yeah. Chicago if I'm them. If I'm um, Houston, I'm bribing Chicago any way I can. If you, let me ask you, if you're if you're Houston, are you scared off by by Bryce Young's uh, size? He's not the tallest guy in the world. You know, he's in that six foot range. He's, you know, I, I don't think it. We've seen it with Jalen. Jalen's not super tall. Like you well, can make it work if you if you put the right kind of offense around these people. Drew Brees, Drew Brees made a Hall of Fame career out of being short. Yep. Baker Mayfield's not that tall. Um, can't. I'm trying to think of who else out there is not that not that big. There's a number of six six one quarterbacks that survive and thrive in the National Football League. Um, you, you're right. It's the system. If you get them in the right system, you can make you can make a serviceable quarterback out of them. You know. Yeah. But yeah, if you get be- the wrong system, the other one that's interesting. Uh, Gunner, and we were talking about him earlier. Stetson Bennett, you know, yeah. he's about yeah. six foot. Yeah, you know, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Twenty five years old. I would. I think he's a second day. I agree. I Fourth agree. round. I think if he got with the here's another guy. If he's with the right team. The third day, I should say. You might make a starter out of this guy. You know, if you got a system like the 49ers, you know, considering what we've seen this year, he could fit there. Um, he, he wouldn't fit in Arizona. Now, depending on what Arizona gets in terms of a head coach, he, he, he couldn't fit there. Obviously couldn't fit in Houston. They're looking for head coaches. You need somebody who's a quarterback whisperer like a Doug Peterson, a Kyle Shanahan. True. That can work with a quarterback and get the best out of them. But I'm curious to see him make that transition, uh, him and the TCU quarterback. Yeah, Make the transition to the next level. I wonder, considering how unique – I'm not a fan, uh, you you guys know from watching the show, but I, of Kyler Murray, but he's got a unique skill set. Who they bring in? You better bring in some, the right person with him, man. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Because, he, you know, he, he, he pouts. He, yeah. he, he, he points fingers. You better bring in somebody that he respects and that can handle him. Uh, if not, you're going to have a quick tenure in Arizona also. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you, the 21 season, we thought, well, look, look, look at what Clint Kingsbury's doing with him. And then all of a sudden, once they lost that first game, they unraveled. And look at how badly he played in that playoff game against the Rams. Yeah. You know, he unraveled. And then he went through all the struggles this year before he got hurt. Yeah. And then were you know, he never the sources, Barry. Yeah. And be, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Not good. Richie has an interesting question. So yeah. where do you – where does Trey Lance go and where does Jordan Love go? I mean, we'll start with the back end of this, Derek. I mean, the obvious part is if Aaron Rodgers move, I don't think he's moving on. I don't think he's walking away from that kind of money. But if they traded him or did, I don't know, if somehow he wasn't in Green Bay, that's obvious. That becomes Jordan Love, right? I mean, he's got, mm-hmm. has he had it in the last year of that deal? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, Trey Lance is a tricky one, man. Like, uh, I don't know right now what San Francisco does. I think depending on how far this kid Purdy takes them, it's an open competition next year. Yeah. It, it, you know, you spent, you spent a lot of capital to get Trey Lance and you really didn't get to see what he could do. He came out of the gate and he stumbled, then he got hurt. So we don't know. And they were, they were adamant. They were all on board turning the reins over to him and having Jimmy Garoppolo come back as a backup, you know? And I, you know, obviously they know more about Trey Lance than we do. But this kid, Purdy, has come from out of nowhere, and he's kept this machine running. And he has shown that we put the right pieces around him. He can function in our system. 
mm-hmm. the way a Trent Dilford did back in 2000 with the Baltimore Ravens. They didn't ask him to win games, just manage the game, and they went on and won Super Bowl with one of the most dominant defenses in the history of pro football. Yeah. Um, that's going to be interesting. But if he, get, if, if he gets them to the NFC Championship game but doesn't get to the Super Bowl, uh, you have to have an open competition. You have to be honest with yourself. Look, we're in a very luxurious situation here. The first round pick who's still learning, who lost valuable time to injury, and we got a diamond in the rough, a kid who was the last player taken in a draft. Nobody thought he would be much of anything. We had to use him out of an emergency, and he hit the ground running and he hasn't stopped. Yeah. It has to be taken in consideration. Now, I, Derek, I think if he gets to a, even a conference final, I mean, he's got to yeah. be the leader in the clubhouse to be the starter next year. He has to. How can he? I agree. But they're going to, you know what they're going to say. We'll open it up to competition. That's yeah. the politically correct thing to say. I guess. Yeah. I guess. So. I guess. Um, all right. So uh, let's do some birthdays, and then we'll get back to the Eagles. A couple what do we got days. here? Let's see what all we right. got. George Foreman, 74 years young today. Uh, all five sons named George. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's got one of the all-time, like, comebacks. Like, he, you know, he was huge in the early 70s, mid-70s. Yeah. yeah. Disappears really off the face of the earth comes back. Yep. Somehow is this just stand in the middle of the rings, you know, throwing haymaker guy. Yeah. And then he becomes a media darling. He never talked to the media. No, he didn't. Back in the day when, uh, uh, when he was back in the day, when he was knocking everybody out until Muhammad Ali knocked him out. Yeah. You know, he was very standoffish. He was almost like a bully. Yeah. He, he didn't want to talk to the media said very little. And all you're right. All of a sudden now he's everybody loves George Foreman. Yeah, and the grill. I mean, he made a the lot of money, money off of that he grill. Made off that grill. Do you still have, did you have a grill, a Foreman grill? I never got a Foreman grill. I didn't either. No. Out of yeah. all the grills I've, I've had, I've heard good I mean, stuff though. I never heard I any of good things. Yeah, and it sold a lot. They sold a lot of these things. You know. Yeah, no question. Dude's been married five times though. <laughs> yes. I'm like, what? I'm one and done, brother. That's it. Yeah, he probably well, most of his fortune has gone to that. I would guess. Oh, uh, Rod ten, Stewart, ten kids, dude. Yeah, man. I, yeah. Uh, Rod Stewart is 78 yep. today. He sang a Rod Stewart. Uh, Jim Croce, who was a, mm. a Philly native, uh, fortunately, unfortunately, died very young in a plane crash. Uh, he would be 80 today. He was mm. born in 1943. Derek, he grew up, uh, born in South Philly, grew up in Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania. Jim, mm. Jim Croce. Uh, Pat Benatar, the singer, 70 years old today. Frank Sinatra Jr., not not old blue eyes, but old blue eyes son was born yeah. on this day in 1944. Uh, the great Roy Disney, for of course the uh, mm-hmm. the founder of the, of all of it, man, was born on this day in 1930. Uh, actor Sal Mineo, who was mm-hmm. in uh, Rebel Without a Cause, other yep. stuff as well, this day 1939. Sarah Shahi, I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Yeah, she's 42 today. She's good in everything she's in. I, I don't. You know, it's she isn't like maybe the most well known, but she's good in a lot of things. She's in a new movie that's out uh, with The Rock called Black Adam. Is she she's in that? Very, she's very good in that. She yeah. is good. Uh, Roy Bolger, of course, who was in the uh, Wizard of Oz, was born on this day in 04. I think he was the Tin Man. I think he was the Tin Man. Yes, yes. Um, Felix Trinidad, the boxer, was born on this day in 1950. Glenn Big Dog Robinson mm. was born on this day. He's 50 years old. Uh, 50 already geez he's 50 the big dog is 50 he's, he's an older dog now yeah <laughs> um, he's, he's, he's not a puppy dog. anymore yeah, he's, yeah he's not a puppy. 
Janet Jones, Wayne Gretzky's uh, significant other, is yep. 62 years old today. Yep. Buda Baker is 27 years old today, mm. the Arizona Cardinal. The great Willie McCovey was born on this day in 1938, uh, no longer with us, but uh, you know, nonetheless a great, great player uh, in his days. Uh, what else you got birthdays? That's all I got birthdays. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jermaine Clement, who was in uh, Men in Black 3, is 49. Landon Collins of the Giants, 29. Okay. Uh, Donald Fagan, who was uh, one of the co-founders and lead singer of Steely Dan, is 75. Yeah. Ian Poulter uh, from the LIV Golf League is uh, used to be on the PGA Tour. He's 47. Mm. And the name might not ring a bell with you. His name is Marcus Alexander, but he was a WWE wrestler known as Buff Bagwell. You remember him? <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. 53 now. Muff Bagwell. What a name. Muff Bagwell. That's awesome. That's it. All right. Uh, I got a few movies. It's not the great slate, admittedly. Um, 25th Hour, which was mm-hmm. solid. 2003. Just Married. It was okay. It was yeah. all right. Yeah. 2003. Uh, Far From Heaven in 2003. It's a pretty good movie. But in the, okay. in, in Antoine Fisher, which is probably my favorite of the whole group here. Yes. Uh, was also they were all 2003 weirdly enough but they were all from 2003 i liked antoine fisher a lot i, I like far from heaven the others were just ah. denzel and uh, viola davis good yep. movie yep. yep uh you have the remake legend of hercules 2014 yep and underwater came out in 2020 i saw bits and pieces never watched the whole movie uh about this crew underwater and there something happens to their sub and they got to walk the floor ocean with limited oxygen yeah, a, a, a real life story, and they got to—they uh, find out some kind of sea creatures after them and all this stuff. Oh wow! I didn't, I didn't watch much of that, but they came out in 2020. Okay, all yeah, right. all right, very good. Cool. Did you ever watch that? What was it? Thirteen Lives, the the um, the Ron Howard, uh, where they had to survive. They were they were they got flooded in, and oh god, where were they? Like, um, and they had to do this technique where they knocked the kids out to to like get them to safety. Under, they were stuck underwater or something like that. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was a good movie. Yes, I did okay. see that. Okay. I didn't know it was called Thirteen Lives. Something like that. It was really well done. It was, it was excellent. Um, but yeah, all right. So I, I get it back to something we were talking about earlier, and we only we got to get about five more minutes left, and then we'll close up shop here. Um, but we were talking about the Eagles and just kind of where you are right now, confidence wise. You know, mm-hmm. with, with such a great start, and it kind of sizzled a little bit. How, how much is timing and all that kind of stuff? Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, Derek, as the week goes on and we get mm-hmm. further past, not a bad taste of the Giants game, but just kind of like, what was that? I think right. once we get past that a little bit, I, right. I think you're going to see Eagles fans start to shift a little bit, starting like tomorrow into Thursday, where the confidence is going to grow a little bit. And then, you know, if you if you sit there this weekend and you watch these teams just look okay, look middling, I think then all of a sudden next week it's going to be on mm-hmm. from an Eagles mm-hmm. fan. But it is a weird thing because – you really do. And Sal pointed this out earlier. You have to wait until Monday night, ultimately, mm-hmm. or may mm-hmm. have to wait till Monday night to know who they're going to play. True. That is true. Uh, these fans are rabbit right now with the playoff football. The Super Bowl runs through the uh, NFC version of the Super Bowl representative runs through Philadelphia. They have to play two games instead of three. Your, your, your ailing quarterback now gets two weeks to heal up. Right. Uh, your, your Pro Bowl right tackle – 
gets an additional two weeks to heal up before he has to play a game. You know, C.J. Gardner-Johnson is back on the back end of the defense and moving down to the slot more to to make up for the absence of Avante Maddox. Uh, Everything right now feels really good about this team. You know, and whoever they play is going to come in here battle-weary because they're going to have to play a game this weekend. They're going to be a little banged up, a little sore. Um, I mean, everything favors this Eagles team right now. Um, They've done it for the most part, over 17 games. They've put up incredible numbers on both sides of the football, not just one, but usually, you know, you got when, when you get to this point, you have one aspect that's really outstanding, another one that's just okay, and you hope the other half can catch up with the, with the half that's really got you this far and just get you to the ultimate game. But this, this team has both sides of the football that have played at a high level, put up impressive numbers. So you have to feel really good about where this team is right now in terms of the, the amount of games they uh, have to play, getting key bodies back, um, and the fact that we've watched them do it uh, for the duration of a season um, and, and put up impressive numbers, numbers we may, we may never see again from this organization. Yeah, and, and perhaps nobody uh, – well, I'm sure any, every, any team will sign up, but like this team really could use that – really needs this bye week. I mean, if yes. you can buy Lane Johnson yeah. enough where he can be like 80%. I yes, you know, or get Avante Maddox maybe back at some point or, or whatever. I mean, it could be huge. I mean, it could be so big for these teams, this team, because those two. And you're right. I mean, Jalen, too. Jalen needs time. Jalen, this gets Jalen another week where he doesn't yeah, have to do anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, just, just yeah. dig into that film, man. Shut him down for a week. Don't let him throw. If he's hurting that bad, don't let him throw. You know, have him start soft tossing early next week and then ramp it up at the end of the week yeah. uh, to see where he is. But I wouldn't have him throwing excessively. I don't care what he says. I don't. I won't have him throwing excessively between now and next Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you got to fight him against himself because he's yes. going to want to do stuff. My goodness, but, yes. Just don't don't let it happen. That's for sure. All right, uh, that'll do it for us. I want to thank everybody uh, in the chat section. You guys are the best. Everybody streaming, everybody listening, and everybody who just takes some time to listen to us throughout the course of your day. Mm-hmm. If you can't do it all in one big chunk in three hours. Whatever you get a chance to do, we do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, listening at any time during the day, uh, we are very thankful. So we keep it rolling tomorrow. Tomorrow, Derek, we're going to have James Palmer from the NFL Network, who has covered the birds quite a bit this year, but covers the entire league. So I love getting his perspective on both the Eagles and the Mm -hmm. Indies from this area and and the entire league and all the playoffs that are happening. So we'll talk to James tomorrow. All right, that's going to do it for us. Stay tuned. We have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio coming your way for three hours. Derek Barrett and I are back same time tomorrow at noon Eastern. We will see you guys then. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are Sports Take. Have a great night, everybody. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. 
Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 